You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Welcome to Ring Post Radio Nights, the only podcast that when it is recorded at nighttime instead of clock clock early in the morning, that's not a phrase, it's the only podcast that records at night, Daddy is able to have a little bit of wine for the evening and get a little wine drunk for the evening affairs. I'm Ryan Knightsey, aka Daddy, apparently in this scenario, and with me as always is still at work, Scotty Edwards. Hello. I'm here. I am somehow still as tired as I would be in the morning. It's an accomplishment on my part, actually, but I've been working for 10 hours now. And uh, yeah, um, I just I just want to stop. <laughs> He's choking on his wine. I'm ready to talk about wrestling. Might be defending Seth freaking Rollins on this show. Um, so we're, we're just going to wait and see. Yeah, no, this is uh, going to be a fun one. Fun one. Uh, I'll be Scott, Scotty freaking Edwards for now on in this show. <laughs> All right, Scotty freaking Edwards is on the show. He's on the Scotty freaking Edwards. Egg, I said Edwards. Oh, the, dr- the wine's already starting. Mm. Ah, Ring Post Radio Nights, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on this evening. There'll be a uh, the audio version, of course, on Monday um but uh like we said you know it's a ring post reunites we're enjoying it we got a big show for episode 49 coming up on 50 scotty that's crazy we're old yeah we're about to get our uh double uh, aarp uh membership i believe is that crazy double aarp we're, we're nearing a year that's also true after 50 is 52 and well i mean Kind of 52, I guess, because we have those bonus episodes that, that counted to the to- total, I guess. But uh, yeah, no, we're uh, we're coming up. We're coming up hard on the on the uh, uh, fifth year mark, and I'm excited for it. And we don't have any plans currently, but we should probably some make some plans. We're coming up hard. Rock hard. Yep. Rock hard. Just like juice. Just like other people. <laughs> just like um, other other individuals yeah uh yeah crazy what what what, what do we do for an episode 50 i've never actually had to deal with that um i don't know do we or or if i have had to deal with it i never pay attention because i don't number my other episodes so i mean if anyone has a recommendation let us know uh how you want us to celebrate 50 because let's see next week we got we got a stardom review that might be it. <laughs> uh, what do we got next week? G1 preview? I think we got a G1 preview. Or is that a week too early? Um, too early. No, no. We got, a, we got a stardom preview or review. We got a G1 preview. Noah. Noah's going to have a preview. No. Noah. You know it? You know you got to celebrate Noah on the 50th. We, we just got to celebrate Muto. We don't have to celebrate anything else. Oh, well. 
I believe that that Noah show is Noah's is Muto's first of his retirement oh, series. Oh, oh, it sure is. So we got it. Give me a baby. So we're gonna celebrate uh, fifty episodes of Ring Post Radio with the retirement of Kenji Muto. Uh, <laughs> That's the only way. That's, That's the only done. way. That's well, exciting. Yeah, it's very exciting. I'm glad we've been doing this. It's it. Time has flown by too. That's what's yeah. crazy about it. I cannot yeah. believe that it's been a year. It feels like it was only a month ago that I said something that was ridiculous. Oh wait, you probably did. Um, yeah. Well, we got a, we got a lot of stuff to get to the show on this night. Um, we're going to be talking about pre, uh, talking about uh, Money in the Bank, which happened last night as well. Uh, we're going to talk about Impact Against All Odds. We don't normally talk about these um, Impact uh, fight, Impact Plus, whatever uh, streams that they have. But your boy was in attendance, and it was you know in Atlanta, so I was there. Um, so we're going to talk about it because why not? Uh, we're going to talk about a little bit about the uh, AEW television. They got a, some some big, they got a, you know world title match on television. That's always a big old deal. TNT title too. TNT as well, which could probably be a turn, not a turn, uh, a, a transfer of titles. Um, also, going to preview Stardom Midsummer Champions. That looks like a very nice card. Um, but we got some news ahead of this whole business, so we're going to start off with some Forbidden Door business, why don't we? Um, so it is talking about Forbidden Door, uh, two big notes that came out of it is that according to Wrestling Observer, the estimated buys for, uh, Forbidden Door itself was 125 to 127k, with about 80% of those buys coming from the United States of America, um, reportedly like 7,000 of those were in you know, 7,000 in Japan. So big success. Tony Khan said they, of course, they had like a million dollar gate, made like $5 million on the on the pay-per-view buys. So they basically uh, had a $6 million show <laughs> in money earned. Uh, and a, this show was a ginormous success. Scotty, are you at all surprised by the enormity of this success uh, for Forbidden Door based on uh, fear-mongering from the internet? Whatever will this company do? They were set up for failure. Forbidden Door is going to be a failure. Nobody knows these New Japan guys. There's too many injuries. There wasn't enough build on TV. Whatever will they do? Oh, yeah, they'll just make a bunch of money. They'll sell a bunch of pay-per-views, and they'll deliver one of the best shows of the year. That's what they'll do. It. We've reached a time, you know, I think we've reached a time where I'm pretty confident in saying I'm not going to bet against AEW when it comes to pay-per-view. Well, I bet against New Japan when it comes to pay-per-view. Yeah, I'll still do that. I'll still do that. But I think I think it's fair to say Forbidden Door has plenty of interest moving forward. Forbidden Door 1 delivered. Forbidden Door, the Forbidden Door 2 will be great. Forbidden Door 3 in Japan will be phenomenal. You know, there's three, two, whatever, wherever they go to Japan. Uh, it's not really shocking to me, despite all these scary, um, scary takes that were on Twitter of like, oh, this isn't going to happen. This isn't going to be a success. This is going to be a fail. No, I was never worried. I wasn't worried. This is, this is what, this is what AEW does. Because, you know, even with a bad build, they're going to put on great wrestling matches. You had a main event that sells. You had matches that sell, even without CM Punk, Brian Danielson, and all these people. 
you had the matches to get it done, and they got it done. The gate wasn't really shocking. I mean, that what did the United Center sell sell out immediately? It's like, yeah, wow, I'm stunned that this happened. So it's like that's not a big shock to me. It's more so the pay per view buys, which is just a great sign. Um, I'm really excited to see where it goes now because now that it was officially a success, they're gonna do more, right? Now that we have the stats and the money and all of the good stuff. It's going to be a success. It's going to be continued. It's going to be great. Kenny's going to be around the next time. Putting my money on it. You know, all these people are going to be around, and that's what's so exciting. You needed this first one to be a success, not just as a show of the year candidate, but money-wise, sales-wise, and it was. So that's why I'm so happy about it. And what's also great about that is that, you know, not only us talking about, hey, everybody calm down, they'll have a second one of these they now know for a fact that there will be a second one, assuming the relationship between New Japan and AEW is good, which if I was in New Japan uh, and got a cut of those ticket sales, uh, you know, maybe I stick stick with this sort of thing. Um, You know, I guess maybe there's... I doubt it. I mean, I was wondering if there's a chance that New Japan as a public-traded company would uh, disclose that information about what they got from Forbidden Door, but probably not. Um, Right. Uh, but otherwise, uh, yeah, no, very exciting stuff, I think, from uh, AEW and New Japan. I imagine this is going to do wonders for the both of them and their relationship moving forward. And we now know for a fact that there's going to be more Forbidden Door content next year. So I'm excited for that. If it stays in Chicago, good. I think, honestly, based on the success of this show and how good, great it was and just money-wise, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they maybe expand the arena. Probably not. They might only stick with it, maybe get a bigger buy rate, but they could do a they could do um We can do a baseball they could stadium. Do anywhere. They can do yeah, yeah. I, I do think they could do a baseball stadium. I also think they could just I I I don't know why they love to do Arthur Ash for Dynamite. Mm-hmm. I think that could be a great pay per view venue if you ever wanted to do it. Yeah. So maybe they look there because they have a relationship that I think that's a possibility if you want to make a step up. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I don't know how many it fills, I just know it's the most, right? I believe, yeah, I believe had. it's twenty thousand ish. Okay, okay, which is more than United Center. United Center, I think, was like fifteen ish. Okay, so that I think that's the way the direction you go. Um, baseball field would be great, but if you want to not take that much of a leap to like the thirty five and so, I think I definitely think Arthur Ashe is a way to go too. Other news that we had was that WWE has signed social media influencer Logan Paul to a multi-event deal. This is coming from ESPN. Um, Social media influencer Logan Paul signed a deal with WWE, the organization announced on Thursday. The pact is multi-event, not year, event deal, sources told ESPN, that will push into 2023. Paul will compete in the ring at multiple WWE premium live events. Uh, and formerly called pay-per-views by the company, Mike Coppinger writes here, uh, which is hilarious to me. It will make TV appearances in between based on storylines. So how do you feel about Logan Paul coming and wrestling more for the WWE? Um, it's, it's not a bad move. I think that's what I have to say. Like, 
it makes sense, right? He had a good showing. He legitimately had a good showing at WrestleMania. Wasn't embarrassing himself. Actually looked like he had some wrestling capability. And he's popular with kids and whatnot, right? Like, he's very popular with people. He has millions of followers. It's very WWE uh, decision. I mean, they have, you know, Pat McAfee wrestling at all the big pay-per-views now as well. Uh, but And we we know Pat's great in the ring and just beloved. So I think that's interesting. Um, him versus The Miz is really where I have my problem because I have <laughs> couldn't have less interest in it. But it makes sense. It's very up WWE's current alley of just bringing in as many big outside stars because – Let's be honest, they don't have any inside. So, yeah, look, if all your stars are down for the count, why not buy a star, right? Yeah, yeah I yeah. like I like how you brought up the point that Logan Paul is big with kids. That That's like a fact. It's also like scarily big with kids. Like, yeah. And when we say kids, we don't mean like teens. We mean kids like yeah like children yeah scarily <laughs> big with with kids uh like uh, uh so much so that like there's concerns about him advertising to these kids you know anyways that's a yeah. that's a story for another day um but yeah it, it's so weird to me <laughs> like he's the one that's like yeah this is the guy oh yeah, okay i don't know but uh look he wrestled well i don't like the guy at all but he wrestled no, well no. at WrestleMania. Uh, so, you know. Very unlikable. Very unlikable. His brother's... They're going to make him a baby face. <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing is that if you're going to make him, if you're going to bring him into the show, don't make him a baby face. I mean, but we just, you know, we just told, we just explained why he's going to be a baby face. I guess. He's big with kids. I, but no. I mean, look, here's the, yes. thing. Here's the thing. You make <laughs> yes, that's how they work. That's why John Cena was a baby face for years. I guess that's true. Even if he would probably be a great heel wrestling wise, mm-hmm. it's just not going to happen. Now, if they brought in his brother, then you, you can only have him be a heel. So, yeah, well, you, they I hope would, they don't bring. Well, him. they would be a tag team until they break up. Um, that's that's yeah. really- and the main event of WrestleMania will be Paul versus Paul. Oh, my and you God. laugh, but I'm not kidding. Yeah, it is. It is multi-event through 2023. So this guy has, he's going to be wrestling once or twice more. Well, at least twice more between now and anywhere between January, either six months to 18 months, at mm-hmm. least two more times. We'll see this guy. So you have to assume WrestleMania. You assume also like SummerSlam. Um. Other bit of news for you, Scotty, is that Matthew Raywalt of Impact fame uh, issued a statement calling out wrestling entertainment series for costing him time and income. Uh, he said that uh, that he had a conflict booking when he was asked to do it. They were from former colleagues. Uh, so he passed on the other booking to take this. And since then, he's been completely ghosted. Zero communication. Scotty uh he goes on to claim that he's war you should be weary of buying a ticket or the broadcast of the show because he is unsure uh if there's any sort of uh scamming happening wrestling entertainment series if you do not remember folks is the new indie promotion happening in england run by the authors of pain we talked about it on the show months ago when it got announced, the fully lined up card, because it was ridiculous. It's just a, a shit ton of former 
WWE wrestlers. Um, and, uh, and there are, and there are exploits in England. Uh, it, no one had any idea what it was going to be. No one had any clue what this whole promotion is, but, uh, at very least Matthew Raywalt, um, thinks it might be a scam. And the reason I'm bringing it up is because their debut show, uh, was, was originally scheduled for June 4th. It's rescheduled to Saturday, July 9th which is this upcoming Saturday. Scotty, the other stuff about this story, can you believe it, is Matthew Raywald is not the only person that was originally announced for the show that won't be at the show. There's a lot of people that won't be at the show that were originally announced. (laughs) To be fair, it got pushed back a month. People might have other priorities and plans. But there's a lot of people. So that list of people is, uh, of course, Matthew Raywalt would not be on the show. Adam Shear, formerly known as Braun Strowman. Weston Blake and Steve Macklin, a.k.a. Um, uh, military guys from uh, WWE, whatever their name was. I do not do not remember. Don't quote me on it. Killer Cross, Deanna Perrazzo, Chelsea Green, Madison Rain, Tilneal Dashwood, Mike Bennett, Biff Busick, aka Oni Lorkin, Dirty Dango, aka Fandango. Uh, those are all, they were no longer scheduled to perform. It's a different card altogether. Scotty, can you believe it? <laughs> this show looks like absolute dog shit. <laughs> it got worse. It got worse. The show got worse. There's, there's a couple things in there that I'm interested about. To be like, okay, everyone, listen to me. It wasn't going to be good in the first place. But now it's just former WWE jobber people against British people. That is what this show is. For example, well, actually, this I sorry, this one's the, the card. I was about to run sorry, through the this, card for you. This one's Samurai Del Sol versus Let's Say Dorado. That's the best match on the card. So yeah. really knocking them out of the park here uh, you got eric young versus zach zodiac zach, i don't know who the fuck that is zach zodiac is a 31 year old wrestler from england that was one of the complaints we had was that there were no local talent turns out they found some they yeah. found some they were just in the sewer somewhere mm-hmm. uh i was gonna go through the whole card do you want me to go through the whole card real quick and there are only three matches announced no there's a shit ton of, there's a whole card so pre-show is two matches like you said eric young versus zach zodiac we're also going to have uh, the former No Way Jose Levi Venezuela Jr. versus Jody Fleisch, uh, of a very prominent English uh, indie wrestler, which legitimately very excited about that match. I'm actually looking for that one. We now you have, get excited by weird things. I tend to. Uh, singles match we have Mojo Raleigh, uh, Dean Mutati, I believe is how it's pronounced, versus now Big Demo. Who's now going to be appearing on the show? Like you said, Samurai Del Sol, former Kalisto versus Lince Dorado. We have the WWE, sorry, W, whoops, WES Women's World Tag Team Title match. This was the match that was Deanna and Chelsea Green versus <laughs> Madison Rain and Tennille Dashwood. Madison Rain is injured, if I'm not mistaken, so I get that part, but then everyone else is gone. Uh, we have Steph Delander, the former Persia Parati from NXT. And Anastasia, who I have no idea who that is, doesn't even have a cage match thing. 
versus the team of the She-Wolves, Casey Owens and Molly Spartan, who are two UK talents as well. So a bunch of people for a women's tag team title. Um, we also have the world tag team title. We have uh, Legion of Pain, of course, the former authors of Pain, uh, versus BT Gun and uh, Kez Evans. Again, uh, two UK wrestlers. These guys both from Scotland. Can you believe it? On Dave has it listed as the current that what the match was announced, but according to Cage Match, it got changed. I don't know when it happened or how, but the WS Women's Title Match. CJ Perry, the former Lana, was supposed to be against Nia Jax, but Cage Match listed as a mystery opponent. Yeah, it's listed as that on the uh, actual website, the Wrestling Entertainment Series website. So something happened where Nia Jax can't be in there, and they no don't... Nia Jax is in there. What? <laughs> so Nia, Nia Jax is the one that's announced. The wait, La- Lana's no longer in it. Oh, so cage match is wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I should probably check the website. I guess um, it's a nice website. Yeah, I think I think one of the authors of Pain are in uh are in um in like uh I think that's how they got their money is that they're a crypto guy. They're the Legion of Pain. Oh, my apologies. So yes, uh, uh, Nia Jax is still wrestling against an unknown person. I hate that I'm going to watch this main event. And then your I main hate event. Myself. Uh, Alistair Overeem still wrestling, but no yeah. longer against Braun Strowman. It's now against Impact Wrestling's own Moose. I'm sorry, you can't tell me. I'll, you can't tell me Braun Strowman was busy. <laughs> um, you know what they should have called this pay per view? Mm. Budget cuts. <laughs> Overflow talent for AEW. Every single person that's known on this show was released except for most every in Alistair Overeem every other person that you know on this show was released by WWE after they were at highest a 24-7 chaser except for Nia Jax Nia Jax will give credit she's maybe the only one that actually did something that's that's true <laughs> awful Awful, but I will watch the main event because I am curious to see how bad it is. I want to watch the whole damn show. <laughs> I don't care. I know, dude. You watch NWA. I fully expect. I haven't you to watched. Watch I haven't watched show. NWA television forever. I still watch the pay per views, but I don't. Watch there the- you go. The pay per views are pretty much what I just read you. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's not good. Uh, and I like. <laughs> I like how. I like how no even shit. after Matthew Raywalt's like. Yeah, this is probably a scam, which who knows if, like I said, who knows if the other people that aren't making this card aren't making it because of they feel like they're being scammed. I don't know what happened there. You can only have conjecture about. Uh, but it's in five days. Show is still listed as happening at the Motor Point Arena in Nottingham, England. It's a matter of, is it actually happening? Uh, do I guess... Do you think this show's happening? And uh, are you going to see it? I guess is my, was my question. I'll take that silence as a no. It is $20. Tom Hannafin's on the call. He's on the call. That's something. Uh, um, it is $20 on fight. So just slap $20. Again, if you're going to buy us on fight, wait till the show starts. 
would be my advice. <laughs> Are you buying the stunt fight? I don't know, <laughs> but I know for the very fact I'm going to do wait until Saturday. Uh, what is it? Saturday? What time? Uh, two thirty p.m. this Saturday on Eastern. Oh, Standard you got a nice matin- matinee. <laughs> you know, I don't. I don't actually mean this. I don't mean this, and I'm not going to do this. But what a show we could have uh, live streamed, watched along. <laughs> I don't mean it though. I'm not doing it. I'm just saying, what a cha- what an opportunity. Had this been the original card, I would have seriously considered that. Look, you're gonna wake up early Saturday morning to watch Stardom, uh, and then you're gonna take a nap, and then you're gonna wake up 2:30 p.m. Eastern Standard and watch. The you actually want to hear the sad reality that I am living next week? What's that? Not sad reality, but just gonna be painful. Uh, so TJPW starts at 1 a.m. Uh-huh. And I'm not going to be able to stop myself. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. Thunder Rose is wrestling on it. Mio, Mio Yamashita. Karashita's on there. It's the only way I'm going to see Riho. So is that, the one that also has, that. is that the one that also has Willow on it? Yeah, it's the big one. It's the big one. And then at 4, Stardom starts. So it's like, oh, well, definitely sticking around. Um, which means... I have to be up and out of my house by 9 a.m. Who? Yep. Trouble. But I will be well rested. I will be well rested for the recording on Sunday. So I guess that's the real win. <laughs> uh, baby. Yeah, baby. For the 50th. For the 50th. And he's going to be well rested. Uh, unless he has to take up his nap time for Wrestling Entertainment Series UK. Again, Wrestling Saturday, Entertainment Series. Potentially a scam. No one knows. Matthew Raywald is getting bad vibes. Um, Jonah. <laughs> oh, Jonah was also supposed to be on this card. Yeah, no, they had like some actual people I was interested in seeing on this. And now they Dumb. Uh the original card was Fandango versus No Way Jose, Mike Bennett versus Biff Busick, lost that match entirely. Mojo Raleigh versus Lince Dorado. That changed to Mojo versus Big Demo. Lince Dorado was now facing Samurai Del Sol, who was in a triple threat against Killer Cross and Jonah. That one looked pretty good, but now that's Samurai Del Sol versus Lince Dorado. They have history, I guess. The women's world tag titles, which has changed. I'm telling you, that's going to be the best match of the show. Every, what is this? Forbidden Door 2? Every match got changed. What is happening here? Everyone's I gone? promise you it is not Forbidden Door 2. <laughs> is it going to sell it's as a, well? It's more like close the door one. <laughs> oh, man. I think on that note, we have to end that segment. Uh, the segment? Maybe just the show. <laughs> oh, man. We just, we just came back from intermission. We can't do that. Um, well, let's speak about ending shows. Let's talk about Money the Bank premium live event, which happened this past Saturday for World Wrestling Entertainment. Of course, this is out of the MGM Grand Garden Arena, which it wasn't originally. It was a stadium in Texas. It got canceled, and it got moved to MGM uh, because tickets weren't selling. Uh, and then they <laughs> sold it out, and then they sold it at the show, and then they delivered a card uh that we're gonna go through today scotty all right this is my moment look at the camera everybody look at the camera if you're listening to the live stream you know that you know that you know that gif you know that gif where roman reigns is looking to the camera yeah this is my moment acknowledge me acknowledge how fucking smart i am 
that the moment, the moment the prized boy, the moment the selfie bitch lost his United States championship, I said, oh, so he's either facing John Cena, which is still on the table, or he's entering money in the bank. Guess what he did? Not only did he enter money in the bank, and I said before I even said that, you know, theory would be a perfect money in the bank winner. And what happened? What happened? Austin. Nope. Sorry. 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 Eight town down. Theory. <laughs> won the match. As predictable as possible without being un without being predictable at all. So I say one last time to the camera. Acknowledge me. Yeah, Scotty, uh, I don't think we necessarily said it in our preview for Money in the Bank. I don't remember if we did then, but you on Twitter nailed it, and I feel like you're the only person just that said call it. call me the reigning! <laughs> just, just kidding. I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. You should put on the Thanos <laughs> glove and then also hold that. <laughs> that sounds like a challenge. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if we necessarily said it on the show proper, but 100% you called it on Twitter uh, after the full card got announced. And you uh, nailed it. Nailed it. You're the only other person that really said, thought that it'd be possible I, that I saw uh, on Twitter. Um, so props to you. Uh, I do happen to acknowledge uh, that main event, of course, was the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. Theory got entered before the match started and ended up winning. He's now Mr. Money in the Bank. He defeated Drew McIntyre, Maggie Moss, Omos, Riddle, Sami Zayn, Seth Rollins, and Sheamus in 25 minutes and 30 seconds. Theory, Mr. Money in the Bank. Scotty is soaking I'm, in the acknowledgements. I am in my Seth Rollins pose now. Mm-hmm. He's soaking in the acknowledgements, people. Oh, boy. Put it, acknowledge you know, him in the chat. You know, I, I shouldn't have been this correct. I shouldn't have been. I shouldn't have been. But I've watched this company for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen 12, 13, 14, 15 years. That was it. 15, just 15. I get it by now. They do it all the time. You never, you know, the reason I felt so confident with this idea was they had seven people in the match. They never have seven people in the men's match. Now, sometimes, sometimes they'll have seven in the women's because let's be honest, people, they don't have enough women to fill an entire money in the bank and two women's title match. Weren't they, they going to have a, uh, a vacant women's tag title tournament? Wasn't that on the No, table? that's not happening. It's, it's, I don't know what you're talking about. So uh, my favorite part of it all is that it was just Adam Pierce going out there and like, let's add another person because we're in Vegas. Oh, okay. Cool. cool, cool. Oh yeah, sure. Who are you going to add? Ricochet, what? you know, make jazz up the match a little bit. No, no, no. Oh, uh, you're gonna you're gonna add uh oh maybe a maybe a surprise, maybe a debut from NXT, maybe a returning superstar. No, 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 no. We're gonna add the guy, the next John Cena, according to Dirt Sheets. Theory. Are you like are, are you kidding me? Now, I will say, this is very on brand, and he despite how we feel about him, or at least I feel about him, he is exactly what a Money in the Bank winner should be. Yeah. A heel 
young prick that's going to cash in. Well, is he going to cash in on Roman Reigns and win? I have no idea. I don't know. See him doing it on Cody. Yeah, that's some the, sort of cruelness that I don't like at all. I can see that, that happening with Cody. And Cody how being dare willing. he cash it on the face of the company? Yeah. Mr. A-Town at Down. Wrestle, at WrestleMania. A-Town Down. That doesn't even make sense anymore. His name's Theory only. He's not even Austin. Idiots. He's, rep- um, he's representing Atlanta, the hometown of Atlanta. Oh, uh, that's true. So I, so I okay, I got what everyone, my laughs. What everyone calls Atlanta, A-Town. A-Town Down. I got my laughs, I got my praise, I got off my acknowledges me, whatever. This match was as fine as a Money in the Bank ladder match can be. Like, it had its good moments. You know, you had the RKO off the top of the ladder, which was cool. You had some other stuff. You had them all tossed um, almost, you know, a mile and a half. Mm-hmm. But... Back to almost when you saw him being in this match, you knew, oh well, this has a ceiling. This has a ceiling. It's not going much tall. It's not going to almost as high. Tell you that. It's uh it doesn't have a ricochet in it to just do something stupid. You just didn't have the necessary pieces to do a money in the bank ladder match like you did last year, which was one of the best. The match was good in in spurts, forgettable in Many others, not the best Money in the Bank ladder match of all time, not the worst, yeah, but definitely in the bottom half, if I had to say. I had the thought while I was watching this premium live event where... Why am I watching this? Me too, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Side tangent, Jesse uh, came downstairs and she was asking me something and I was just like despondent complaining about the pay-per-view. PLE, sorry. Uh, and she was like, are you okay? And I said, no, the show sucks. And then she's like, oh, okay. And then she started walking away. I said, how many times in the na- past couple of months where you've come downstairs, seen me upset watching WWE pay-per-views, PLEs, uh, and you've asked me if I'm okay. And she said, I feel like the, I feel like maybe at least the last five times. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Remember that sense. first night of WrestleMania? That was cool. That was cool. That was good. I was hyped. Was cool. I was hyped. You got Cody and Stone Cold. Yeah. Everything else is sucked. Absolutely sucked. Oh, and the women's match was really good, too. Yeah, we'll get to that, of course. Yeah, but the no, the other thing. Not on this show. Not on this show. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, no, we're actually going to be reviewing uh, WrestleMania uh, tonight. Uh, I would have such a better time. You know why? Because our savior, Cody Rhodes, was there. God, does this company miss him? I was like, you know, I don't even miss Roman Reigns. I miss Cody. This sucks. <laughs> yeah. The well, the other thing I realized during this PLE was that stop, please stop. It's what they're called, man. Uh, what I realized during this PLE is that uh, WWE doesn't like not only redo spots in the same night; they don't redo spots from like the past several years of money in the bank they want everyone to have a moment but every moment has to be different Hmm. and so i feel like because we've been doing a bunch of ladder matches constantly and a bunch of money in the banks twice a year for a while now they're running out of ideas legitimately and the ideas they're doing are just like convoluted messes or just it's so 
it's such an interesting thought, right? Because WWE is so repetitive <laughs> in everything that they do. But when it comes to these money in the bank ladder matches, they do change it up. Um, I go on record. I think last year's men's one was maybe the best they've ever had, at least since the WrestleMania years. And this one, yeah, I mean, it's convoluted. It had its moments. Again, I said that it had its moments, but it's very forgettable, right? Like, yeah. especially because you're just sitting there and you know who's winning. As soon as he, that man walked out, you're like, okay, well, Theory's winning. Cool. Awesome. Sounds good. Um, at least I did. At least yeah. I did. I don't, know, I don't know if you did, but I, I won't speak for you. But that's the real problem. And you, you do come off the high of the match before, too. I think they're not... Not the Ronda versus Natalia match. I mean the like four second match. Let me <laughs> the the moment you come off the high of the moment, right? A lot of people were happy for a certain somebody, but this match it needed a ricochet. It needed a I don't know. Kofi's Kofi's older now. He doesn't do as many crazy things. You just need a high flyer that was going to do some crazy shit. You didn't have one. You didn't have one. The closest thing you had was Riddle. <laughs> Which, to be fair, that was, the that. Hi- that was the highlight of the match for me. Yeah. I think everybody. What a baby face, huh? People yeah. love that, man. People love yeah, he, People love that. He'll, he'll win the Money in the Bank eventually. And he'll get the uh, women's Money in the Bank treatment. He'll cash in the night of and then go to the next pay-per-view and lose it. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Speaking of cashing in the same night, uh, SmackDown Women's title match, it was Ronda Rousey defeating Natalia in 12 minutes and 32 seconds in a match I deem as a match that they very much loved. And dot, dot, dot. Uh, but the big news announcement. That, Who's they? Uh, Ronda, not Natalia. Oh. Uh, uh, and the big news announcement is that following the match, uh, Liv Morgan, uh, you only live once came out and cashed in her briefcase, despite early in the night saying she was going to hold on to it. That was a ruse. In fact, she cashed in on the hurt Ronda Rousey, uh, Ronda, uh, beat her up for a little bit. Liv Morgan caught her on a sudden, uh, schoolboy pin. I think it was a roll up pin. Uh, Pinder one, two, three, and Liv Morgan, your new SmackDown Women's Champion. Scotty is fist bumping. He's into it. So what? Did you, I what did was you... there for the Riot Squad. I was there for the Live Forever uh, special documentary. I wrote an article about that. God damn it! Mm-hmm. I was there when Liv Morgan became SmackDown Women's Champion. Now, do I think it's gonna last? past SummerSlam, not a freaking chance. Do I think this is going to be the way you turn Ronda Rousey heel? Absolutely. But, but, the moment was cool. And I think there is a fair complaint out there. forgot who tweeted this. I'm sorry for not giving you credit. You'll probably never hear this, so I don't really care. There is a fair com- uh, complaint that a lot of fan favorite baby faces get their first big time win through money in the bank nowadays. Big E, Liv Morgan, I guess Nikki Ash, even though I don't give a shit. But those two especially, those were big, hopeful wins that fans had, Big E and Liv Morgan, and they used it on a money in the bank cash. Instead of having that moment, say, 
a Kofi Kingston moment. Instead of earning the win. Right. A Kofi Kingston moment. A Daniel Bryan moment. Something like that, right? Now they're just kind of be like, here, you get it for a month, and then we're taking it away. That's what they're doing now. And I don't like it, right? Like, Big E's end of his reign was as uneventful as possible. He lost in a five-way. He didn't do anything. Did he get pinned? He probably got pinned. He did. Um, he did get pinned. He did get pinned. Of course, he did. I was. I was there live. <laughs> oh, right, you were. That was a great match, though. It was. A good um, match. <laughs> you, you go and like SummerSlam. It's just gonna be Ronda being heel. She's gonna turn heel because it's all to build to Ronda versus Becky at WrestleMania. It's been that way since the moment Ronda walked back into the building. Because you're going to want to babyface Becky. You're going to want to heal Ronda. And I do think that's the right move to do that match. But it comes at the expense of a Liv Morgan who's worked her ass off to get to this point, right? She has improved greatly since her time in NXT and her time in the Riot Squad. She deserves a moment like this. And everyone was so happy for her. So genuinely, it was such a genuine moment. You saw wrestlers tweeting congrats you saw fans tweeting congrats it was like everyone came together for the moment does that remind you of someone ryan it reminds me of last year's men's money the bank winner yeah who was mr biggie big e langston redacted 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 (laughs) he he wanted five he wanted five it's very reminiscent and it sucks because I'm a Liv Morgan fan. I was a Big E fan. They now Big E got a rain, not a good one, but he got a rain. And I just don't know if it's ever going to happen again, right? Like the moment Liv Morgan loses this title, and I promise you, she will very soon. They uh, she won't even hold it for a month. Wrestling uh, SummerSlams at the end of this month. Yep. It's just uh, it's, it's so sad. <laughs> yeah, the, the idea that Money in the Bank should be used to build up stars, um, but instead it's sort of just being used as, uh, well, Big E's was used as a basically Big, e, Big E's cash in, if you recall, was basically used as uh, a ratings pop because they were in a ratings spiral, downward spiral, and they used it as a ratings pop to pop a number didn't sustain whatsoever because they knew because that's the weird thing also is that everyone loves Big E and Liv Morgan, but WWE is does not like when fans all come rushing in loving this one wrestler because WWE is not (laughs) telling you to love this wrestler. You have all decided to like this wrestler. Not they didn't tell you to do it. So they're going to give you what you want. But they're gonna take it away down the line. Biggie was Biggie was used as a ratings pop. Barely did well as champion. Was pinned all the time. Eventually lost it in a five where way where he didn't have to eat the pin, but he did. And now we get Liv Morgan, who the current plan for SummerSlam is Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey, which, like you said, is undoubtedly Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch it's to turn Ronda heel, do all that nonsense. Maybe it'd be for a unification title. I don't know. That might make sense. Uh, it's I, 
It's upsetting because what it is is they're not using the money in the bank as building up stars, earning it, earning the victory. You remember those? Well, you remember those post WrestleMania pops of CM Punk? I'll throw with yeah. Dolph Ziggler. I don't care. Um, Dolph Ziggler had the biggest pop. Where it, it they they worked yeah. hard and had the briefcase for a long time, and they they pushed them in the sense that it made them more believable to win instead of they got lucky. And a seven-way, eight-way match, cashed in, got lucky again. They didn't earn it. It feels like they got lucky, and they didn't struggle to get this win. They just got it. Important, though. Ziggler was the first of this. I'm trying to think of Ryder. He was I'm the trying to think fan of- favorite. Everyone wanted him to win that title. He Now, he held the, he held the briefcase longer than these folks. Longer than but, most. He cashed it in, got that moment, lost the title in his first defense. Yeah. It's almost exact. You know, they do it, WWE, gone, does, WWE does it all the time with wrestling. And it's worth noting, they only know how to book this briefcase for heels. Yeah. That's what this briefcase is made for. It's made for heels. I don't even blame them for that. It's just easier to do stories with the heel having this instead of a baby face because the baby face should have to earn it the heel they will do the cash in it just fits a heel's character i understand so like when the moment happened for Liv morgan it was hard to feel super happy about it because you're like well it's not gonna matter like she cashed in on ronda it's not gonna matter had she cashed in on bianca i would have thought okay maybe she gets a couple months i would argue Liv didn't even look good in the win no, no, not at all. She got her. She almost had her ankle snack, kicked her in the leg, and did a roll up. That's all that happened. Yeah. But again, it was for the moment. The fans were as loud as could be, and they were loud pretty much all night, except for in the middle there. Um, but it's just it's hard to feel anything. But oh well, that was nice, cool for Liv Morgan. She deserves it. She absolutely deserves it. Yeah. But it's not going to matter. No, sadly, no. And then maybe that's maybe we're being a little nihilistic about the whole thing. But come on, no, we're being we're being real. real with it. We know how this goes. Um, and I want to bring something up since I forgot to bring it up in the men's match. Um, I would have had Seth freaking Rollins, by the way, win that briefcase. I think if you want to talk about workhorses in this company that aren't named the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, it's been the man that's been working with. The American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. And I'm sorry, you had the perfect story at SummerSlam. You literally had it right in front of you. And don't get me wrong. I'm not complaining that they went with a new guy, even if I'm not a big fan of theory. Like, that's what you should do with this briefcase. Yeah. But the story was so good. And Roman Reigns can't beat Seth Rollins. That is the story that they've told this entire time. He can't beat him. He never has. The one time he did... He actually did it. He got DQ'd, did he not? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Uh, Royal Rumble. Either way, the story was there. And oh, okay, here we go. Oh, no. I hate the new Twitter trend of pick a guy and hate them on a weekly basis. Because Adam Cole's hurt, we've now come back to Seth Rollins. Because of what happened three or four years ago when he fought Will Ospreay, you know, the the indie wrestler, not the indie wrestler, the uh, IWC's baby, uh, 
whatever. You get it. And now, for some reason, every time we come back to Seth Rollins, and maybe this is the WWE fans that I'm not noticing. Maybe they're being like, well, if you think, you know, Will Ospreay's good, have you seen a Seth Rollins match? If that's what people are doing, then I'm sorry. I'm not seeing this because I don't follow these people. If that's what's happening, okay, I'll take it back. But this is very Adam Cole-like of, oh, let's just rag on this guy for literally existing. And it's like, who cares? Who, right? Like, who cares? Why do we have to do this every week? I like Seth Rollins. I've liked Seth Rollins his entire career. Yeah. I think he's doing a lot better now than he has done in years, really. <laughs> yeah. I think he's, it took him a little bit for this whole Joker thing to get into. And I think he's finally found a better spot. I don't necessarily like the gimmick too much, but it's, it's, he's found the spot. To be fair, though, uh, he's been doing really well as of late in wrestling matches. Yes, but who? But you know, who's also the guy across from the across the ring from him? Uh, the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, the five star. Yeah, uh, the Just five star surgeon. Sure. Uh, no, but it, you know, it is the thing of like, well, you know, Seth Rollins has kind of been like decent, okay, good. And then all of a sudden he's great for the past couple of months. It's like, oh well, I mean, who's... it's like he has a reason to try to. Yeah, that's also true. Any thoughts on Ronda versus Natalia? Uh, it was very boring. <laughs> very boring. wasn't bad. It was just very boring. That's it wasn't what... good either. It was. It was just. It was there. That's what I mean. I think they were very proud of that match. Yeah. Well, but... we weren't. Uh, exciting matches Raw tag team and SmackDown tag team title matches it was the Usos successfully defending their titles against the Street Profits Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford I thought this match was really really good Um, I thought there was uh, some good stuff in here it was slow and kind of in the beginning but once it got going it started going it it just took a while to get there Uh, but once it got there uh, it you know set fourth gear fifth gear whatever the best gear is uh just really did a great job uh usos you know doing their best young bucks impression Ado dawkins montez ford uh doing a great job as always uh this match itself didn't really have too many teases to a breakup between dawkins and ford but commentary were mostly mostly pushing the idea of montez ford's looking good and that was pretty much the the impetus of the the breakup angle, I guess. But so what do you think of this match, Scotty? This is the most. So I, I, I've been, you know, a pretty fair WWE fan in terms of watching their matches and comparing them fairly to, you know, like Puro matches, Joshi matches, AW matches. I think I've been pretty fair. You know, I don't go in like some people do and just be like, "Oh, this is automatically worse." I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't need to watch this. It sucks. So oh, see you so. This is the first time I think I've ever walked out of one that like was universally loved and like, "Oh, this match was fantastic. One of the best WWE matches of the year." I was like, oh, "The second half, maybe." Yeah. Like the first, they did the Roman Reigns match. That's what they did. That yes. was the style. But they didn't do Roman Reigns as good as Roman Reigns does. Roman Reigns is very good at that domination, methodical style, or he was. I mean, I don't. He doesn't wrestle anymore, obviously. But when he was doing it against the top baby faces, he was great at it. He was great against Daniel Bryan. He was. Who else did he wrestle? Kevin Owens, um, Uso, the, one of the Usos. I don't remember which one. 
Jay? Jay. Jay. Yes. Um, Cesaro, he did those, right? He did that really well. Um, I thought he did okay against uh, Seth earlier this year. He did really good against Riddle on SmackDown. He does it really well. The Usos don't have the offense to be a heel, methodical, paced, uh, like, you know, lead of a match. That's just not what they are. They throw more super kicks than the Young Bucks because they only have three moves. They have the super kick, the double super kick, and the dive, the draw, the uh, Samoan. Oh, sorry, Samoan drop two. They have the one uh, D now too, the uh, one and done. Um, but the first match, the first part of this match was horribly boring. Like I could not get into it. The second half though was excellent. So it's like, you know, if you're rating a match, it's like, oh well, they 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 were down here in the you know the the swamp, and they. Because of the efforts of a Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins heating up and doing what they do, it got to, you know, oh, okay, this was a good match. You should go out of your way to see it. Is it a WWE match of the year contender? I don't think so. I think WrestleMania had better matches. I I personally like Cody and Seth, all three of them. I'd have all three of them over this. Um, I'd have that woman's match at... Uh, WrestleMania over this. I actually have, I'd have the Charlotte and Ronda match where Ronda won the title over this. Like there's a number of matches I have over this, just main roster alone. Um, But if you walked out of this thinking anything, but what I was thinking of give Montez Ford that singles run, then I don't know what you're paying attention to because this guy couldn't be more ready. He talks, he's got the look, he's got the ability he, the fans love him. Like he is everything you could ask for. And I know they're never going to push him higher than mid card, so it's okay. But he should be someone you push as a main eventer. Yeah, he's a he's a U.S. champion for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't wait to see. I did him. see Xbox say Angelo Dawkins could be a big single star too. I, All right, buddy. Look, he could be decent. They he got mid card. If they saddle him with a fun new gimmick, maybe. But if they just saddle him with either continuing to be a street profit, which they shouldn't because that should be Montez Ford's gimmick, really, uh, or, um, you know, give him classic get, heel guy that turned on his friend. Yeah, give him the old uh, <laughs> Levi Cooper guy. What's his name? Uh, Tucker. Tucker. Give him the old Tucker where he comes out in black shorts and black wrist tape and just. He's a lot better than Tucker. I'll say that. Like, yeah, Angel he Dawkins is good. Is He's underrated. Yeah. It's just I think the, a lot of people are uh, see more Montez Ford slash Liv Morgan Big E gimmick where they're uh, choosing him. Yeah, um, he shouldn't be a Genetti. I'll say that. No, he shouldn't. He shouldn't. Uh, but it's WWE, so there's a very good chance. There's a very good yeah, chance. Yeah, sure, sure is. But he's good. I mean, if he goes on the Indies, then I think he's good. Uh, they haven't cut Ooh. people in a while, so. <laughs> well i mean i don't think i think they've run out of room to cut people for a bit there did you see this lineup <laughs> that's true that is they had true. every woman they had on the roster on the show every single one the only true? one they didn't have was Aaliyah, and i i get it i get it, I'm sorry, <laughs> I get it. oh and dana brooke too they didn't have dana brooke which i, I it's shocking I'm, this is gonna sound so mean and i don't want her to lose her job but i am still stunned that she has a job I uh, Kira Tazawa was on the show. That's real shit. 
Aaliyah was, I think she was NXT for five, six years. Surely yeah, she's she was the be- there forever. Surely she's the best wrestler of all time. Um, Raw women's title match. Bianca Belair defeated uh, Carmella in seven minutes and 13 seconds. Typically, typically, I'm going to say this. Carmella is announced. She is super like, uh, my expectations are to the floor. Um, and she typically kind of delivers. You know, I, I would say typically in these kind of Carmella yeah, matches, she shows up, she shows up kind of delivers. Enough. Enough. She shows up enough. I don't know what happened here. This is bad. <laughs> this was a... Uh, this wasn't good, and I'm trying to recall no. previous title matches she had, where she, she had, had three against Bianca last year. Yeah, and I feel like those were a lot better than this one. So I don't honestly yeah. know what happened. It wasn't good. Um, I like how they talked about her coming back from a hiatus. She was gone for like three months. No, sorry, two months. You know, so not much of a hiatus, I guess. It was a small little vacation. Um, but yeah, I just feel like typically she's, she shows up better in these kind of matches and just did not happen here. No, no, it was worse than the Ronda and Natalia match for anyone that's wondering. I thought the finish was hysterical where Bianca just hit her with a forearm and then hit the KOD. She's like, all right, let's go home. Yep. Um, Bianca couldn't save this. And oftentimes I think Bianca does save her matches because she's that good. Um, it just it just didn't work. Her and Rhea Ripley would have actually been like maybe the match of the night had it happened, but you know, Rhea's hurt or something or has a concussion or brain injury or whatever they call it. So Yeah. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, it's uh you know, it is what it is, I guess. It's kind of a dis- disappointing match. It's really you know all, shocking really to all me? I have to say about it. What's up? How over Bobby Lashley is. <laughs> yeah. Next match, WWE United States title match. Bobby Lashley defeats Theory to be the new Mr. US title Bank, champion. Theory. Yes. Well, not at this time, but yes. No. It's this match was good. This match was good. It was it was fun. Um uh, mostly because of the crowd. Yeah, well, that's true. Bobby Lashley had the loudest reaction out of anyone on the entire show. And I watched Liv Morgan cash in and win the <laughs> SmackDown Women's Champion. I don't know what's going on, and I love it for Bobby because I'm a big Bobby Lashley fan. I think he's great. But this dude should be challenging Roman Reigns. This is the guy that should be challenging Roman Reigns. Are you kidding me? The Like, he is so over. Yeah. It's incredible. And it's a credit to him how he was, you know, one of their better heels as a champion, and he has just flipped into this. He's a monster that's a baby face. You don't get that many times. He's dominant. He made Austin Theory look like a little bitch. It was great. It was great. It was a fun match. Um, you know, probably the second best match on the show, right? Like, mm-hmm. I thought it worked. Did the job. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, this was, at the time of the show, this was my match of the night. Mm, yeah, the only the tag team match I have above it. Yeah, personally. Uh, yeah, this match was pretty good. Uh, it was a lot better than I expected, but I think oh, yeah. it was really well booked for what WWE's doing. 
And in a way, what they eventually did, I mean, I assumed that it was for John Cena, but of course it was for Money in the Bank. It probably still is for John Cena. I was going to say, it's probably still for John Cena. Um, I can see a situation where John Cena beats Austin Theory and then that man walks out as <laughs> champion later in the night. Yeah. The idea being that they want to have Theory look very good losing to Bobby yeah. Lashley. I think Lashley and Theory put on a good match that did make Theory look good so that he can go on and win the Money in the Bank, so that he can go on and lose to John Cena. Um, and Bobby Lashley was also looked good in def- you know by winning. So I think it was a win-win overall. He's the top champion on Raw now. So that's cool. Good that's, for him. That's also true, I guess. Well, technically he is, because Roman does not show up on Raw. Let's, let's not act like he does. He hasn't. He never is going to. He doesn't even show up on SmackDown. He ain't showing up on Raw. I, ta- I promise you that. He's a Fox um, baby. Fox baby baby. Happy for, happy for Bob. Happy for Bob. Love Bob. Um, I don't think Austin Theory, by the way, is a bad wrestler. Um, I, I saw, kind of saw that going around. I don't think he's bad. He's just... I don't think he's to the level that people want him to be as like when you turn tune in for a main event WWE match. Like, I don't think he's that level yet. He's also very young, so he can still learn. I think, I think it should be said that I think people think Austin theory is bad in the same way that they think will Ospreay is bad. Be, and what Uh, I mean, what I mean by that is careful. (laughs) What I mean by that is, I don't. Oh, I got you. I don't think yeah. people genuinely think they're bad at wrestling. I think that they say they're bad because of accusations against mm-hmm. them from mm-hmm. speaking yeah, out. Um, to be fair, Will Osprey is a lot better wrestler than Austin there. So put that out there. That's I'll very true. But I, I, I <laughs> but I, when I see the internet, I think that is more of the idea. Um, I not. I can't speak for everybody. I guess there might be some people that just don't simply don't like them. But I, I think it's. A little bit of that. Now, I'm not saying that as an excuse to, to think he's good. Accusations are accusations. You know, grooming is grooming. Yeah. Um, don't like it. Don't want it. But uh, wrestling style, he's he's always been really, really good. He's serviceable. Yeah. And uh, I can see him having a he solid He fits feature. the WWE main eventer yes. or, uh, build. He just needs to stop taking selfies. Yeah, and that's an easy gimmick to shed. You know, he can cut a promo. He can he can shave the selfie. It's not like he's coming out there with cue cards and he can't cut a promo, right? If I, say Guevara, if I got to book it, if I got to book it, you would have him win the title. If assuming this is WWE, I wouldn't have him win the title. But if he's going to win the title, you have him win the title, and then you have him stop acting stupid. You have him stop doing the selfies, and you'd be like, "Ha, thanks, Vince, for you know." pretty much handing me the keys to get to the top spot. I think that would be fine. Then you can make Vince look like an idiot because guess what? We don't need any more Vince on my screen. I think that's a way to do it. Um, but overall, let's just get to the train wreck so we can move on. Train wreck was Money in the Bank ladders match. It was the women's Money in the Bank. It was Liv Morgan, who, of course, won and later cashed in her briefcase against Alexa Bliss, Oscar, Becky Lynch, Lacey Evans, Raquel Rodriguez, and Shotzi. A little bit of a mess, a little sloppy all around. A lot of fingers getting pointed at Shotzi, which is slightly fair, but also I think unfair because it's not just her. It was a bunch of people. Yeah. Um, um, Lacey Evans didn't look good to me. Bliss didn't look good. Raquel did not look good. I thought Asuka and Becky Lynch did some good stuff. I thought Liv Morgan 
did a nice little low-key AJ Styles bit. Um, it's just a lot of the other wrestlers just didn't look good. No, Oscar and Becky had like the only good moments I could think of off mm-hmm. the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had that ta- that brutal ladder spot where Oscar just ate like Becky's rear and legs without the table or without the ladder breaking at all and they both rolled off that hurt yeah um i like the ideas that they had they were trying to be creative but and this is don't take this the wrong way people but they're not sasha banks they can't do these things they're not the best like they're not that skilled i'm sorry like the ones that were trying these things we're acting like they were Sasha Banks. They're not Sasha Banks. That's why Becky and Asuka did so well. Their biggest risk mm-hmm. was the least risky of the risks. That makes sense. It's the least complicated. Now, you did have that Shotzi moment where she like ran Alexa Bliss into the ladder and lost her balance, and they both fell. You had her try a trip up going there. Raquel looked terrible. Lacey Evans is borderline useless. It, it it was you looked at the lineup and you're like oh this is not going to be good and it was but good for Liv Morgan she actually had one good moment the uh, the the uh, the the sunset powerbomb from the ladder yeah that was actually like the cleanest thing they did sliding down Raquel's back to do that that was terrifying it was terrifying it was terrifying <laughs> uh, she's but she's it worked living the ninja Mac gimmick uh, that's what that was living the ninja yeah she saw that she saw that gif on Twitter of ninja Mac kind of doing it she's like well i'll do it from a ladder who cares now let's stop talking about money in the bank that was a long conversation yeah that was money in the bank folks we'll see you at SummerSlam. uh in like three weeks jesus yeah when is it i don't think it's at the end of july i think it's july the, 30th is it typically in on august saturday it is but it's july 30th in nashville oh it is oh it is oh rick it's the day after rick flair's wrestling yeah that's oh. a, that's like week that has a weekend of shows that look pretty good honestly that's also the five star Grand Prix. Is G, uh, yeah, that weekend Black Label Pro actually has a solidly decent indie card. GCW the G1's doing things. GCW is John Moxie versus Blake Christian. Oh, I'm so tired already. Uh, G1 Climax Day Eight. New Japan has a Music City Mayhem Strong Event. Uh, Stardom Grand Prix uh, Day One. SummerSlam the next day and is Ric Flair. <clears throat> And day two, we're we're in we're in for it this month. Um, I want to talk about this before we kind of just avoid it because you said Black Label Pro and made me think of Rev Pro. Pack is defending the All Atlantic Championship in Rev Pro, baby. This title has already been worth it, like already worth it. He's doing it against Shota Umino. I can't wait. I am so happy that PAX actually bring the title places. I'm actually, they're actually going with the idea that a lot of people were hoping for with this title uh, because, you know, he's going to keep going back to England. That's just what's going to happen. Yeah. Because that's where he lives. That's fine. But he can stay active and be a champion while doing it. And he can defend it against some pretty cool guys, whether they be from the New Japan roster. I would be shocked if he defended against a Gabriel Kidd or a Yoda Suji. Like, there's a number of guys there that are actually interesting to do it against. So that's cool. I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it. Oh, 100%. 100%. I'm excited for it. Uh, all right. Let's move on to the next topic, which is of the Impact Wrestling Against All Odds show. Uh, I was there live in attendance for this event. Scott, rate it. 
what? Rate the show as a whole. B. Somewhere around B. It was yeah, pretty good. I think that's fair. It was a pretty good show overall. Um, Impact don't miss on these shows. I'm not kidding. I- Impact's on a streak right now. Impact's been on a streak right now. So uh, it's they've been doing pretty good. It was a pretty good show. I realized the show was happening the day of the event. Um, <laughs> I don't know how. I think I stumbled across that there was a show happening in in Atlanta. And I was like, oh, really? How much are the tickets? $25? Whew. Pretty good. So I decided me and my fiance went over to uh, center stage in Atlanta. I like the uh, I like the setup they had in there. It's oh my god, the center stage center stage is a fantastic setup. It's it's almost like it's a small box theater. Um, mm. The seats are all like stadium comfy seats, so it's not like nice. pews or benches or whatever, or you know folding chairs or whatever, but. No bad seat in the house. All the seats have a very uh, steep ramp down, so you're not looking over someone like me. Looking nice. out, the a, a person below me is like their head is like a foot, maybe two feet below me because I'm oh, tall. Nice. Um, so no bad view in the house whatsoever. It was a pretty good show. So Scotty, I don't I was, know why I, I don't know why I found the because I'm tall thing as a joke. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> the way you said. You're like, because I'm tall. That is what it is. Uh, I saw, obviously, I saw saw the show in full. Uh, Did you watch, how much of the show did you see? I watched four matches. Four matches, okay. Do you want to, to be fair, I can only get four matches. Do you want to run me down the card? Uh, Yeah, I'll act like I have it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Scotty's got to do work on this show. Come on, man. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't sign up for this. Hey, that's the, uh, gi- the that's the gimmick. When I'm when I see a show that you haven't, I you run it down for me. I baby. saw it. Oh, four matches. I saw four matches. I should say I well, saw the first match. Yeah, I saw Laredo Kid versus Black Tarus. Yes, that was the first match. That was my second favorite match of the show. The dark. There was a dark match as well, but that was filmed for BTI. So that was, what was it? It was Johnny Swinger and Zicky Dice defeating spoilers. Defeating Shira and Raj Singh. What was fun about it, and I don't know if Impact has been doing this, but what's fun about it is that uh, Johnny Swinger had Zicky Dice pull up, push him out on a mini. Was it WrestleMania three where they had like the mini rings that people that got oh, into the yeah, ring? That's funny. So Zicky, Zicky Dice pushed him out on like a tiny little cart mini 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 ring. Uh, that that Johnny Swinger then stood around and did a bunch of poses and stuff. That was really funny, and I enjoyed that. So, uh, but yeah, opening match. What's the opening match? So it was Black Taurus versus Laredo Kid. Great match, yeah. really, really good. Um, I think it could have been better, but it was a countdown. Um, I think I I could have seen better from these two. Uh, Black Taurus is awesome. It's also weird being in a room. Uh, with Crazy Steve and Rosemary and all them, like seeing how over that group is. I forget what that group is even called. Um, Decay. The, um, Decay. the acclaimed. The acclaimed. <laughs> top of the world because they're going to know their name. Decay. Yo. Yo, listen. Yo. This is Crazy, Yo. crazy Yo, Steve. Listen. Out. I'm Crazy Steve. I'm here to say. All right. How did you like the match? I'm the best member of Decay. Uh, match is really good. Uh, Black yeah. Taurus versus Laredo Kid is good. Uh, Black Taurus hit that super—I forget what the move is called uh, for Taurus, but it was that super 
move off the top rope to finish off Laredo Kid. Very, very good. Uh, crazy ass stuff in this match. I like I said, I think they could have done more lucha kind of stuff. They did a really good amount, but I could have seen more, and I would have loved to see more. But this was just a count show, countdown show. So who gives a crap? This match rocked. Come on, this match rocks. Like this match of the night for me, man. That I saw. That I saw. I didn't see more. Um, There's no way this was your match of the night. Well, I don't know when you saw it. Second favorite. Okay, good. I was about to say the night. Second. I was about to say second. I thought it that was good for free show. Um, Black Tarus should be facing Josh Alexander. Yeah, why not? Why not? If they had a brain, they would do that. Well, Black Tarus is awesome. The concern like, about that is this that you, guy, also, you would also get a crazy Steve versus Josh Alexander match out of that. I don't too. give a shit. I'll, you know, I'll take the bullet. I'll take the bullet. I'll take the bull, crazy Taurus style. Taurus, he's only treated right in the U.S. by PWG. That's it. That's it. What is what is the major promotion's problem with Lucha? Like Bandito is just. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, I'm not doing that. I liked it. I liked it a lot. It was fun. My, it was free. My the favorite, crowd was hot. My favorite thing was Jesse not knowing anything because uh, she doesn't watch Impact, right? Um, Does she watch? She doesn't really watch wrestling, but she she knows. Okay. Like I, I talk about AEW. I barely, I almost never talk about Impact with her. Uh, um, Nor should you. But she was like talking about, it, and she's like, uh, 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 she said something about like seeing, you know, oh the the manager of the bold guy wearing all that crap. I can't wait to see what he looks like underneath it. Something something like that. Uh, because she saw Crazy Steve and thought he looked crazy, and she's like, "Oh, I want to see what this guy looks like underneath his thing." I was like, "Oh no, no, no. he's not the manager. He's in the match, and he's also going to wear all that <laughs> in the yeah. match." Uh, yeah, he also that, ki- man, that he- man's crazy. He's great. Well, he's Crazy Steve is crazy. Well, Crazy easy, but uh, Black Taurus is great. All right, next match: Rich Swan versus Brian Myers for the most useless title that's not named twenty four seven. I had very low expectations for this match and this match wasn't like great but it was so it was really good way better than i thought it would be this match deserved to be matches on this show oh Oh, yeah this this match was way better than i thought it deserved to be uh i thought they did some good work some good stuff it was a dot combat match which means they were just hitting each other's with like old technology bits god bless you um rich swan <laughs> set up a old monitor in the corner of the ring like a chair would and you know, set up a chair in the corner of the ring turn between turnbuckles uh and then brian myers threw him through the monitor and rich swan went through the monitor with such force not only did like the monitor explode practically but i'm pretty sure rich swan hit his head on the actual post uh on the other side because he was he had such force behind him um keys were flying all over the place um they went through rich swan tried to set up some weird little contraption in the corner that barely worked but you know it was fun uh, you know it was a fun match is what it was this is this is the this is the most generous i can be you just gave that match way too much time <laughs> you gave that match more time than i think anyone else has ever given that match including impact it so. was good what can i say it was pretty good all right main card 
Yeah, Madrasine Machine Guns versus uh, Ace Austin and Chris Bay of Bull Club. I realized before you talk, I realized because I watched this match that these are four of my five favorite wrestlers in Impact. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, Do you know the other one? Mike Bailey? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, maybe maybe Josh Alexander is six. It's Speedball. Well, I was going to say Josh is six is what I said. Josh is six. You're correct. And then number seven. Can you name seven? Can you, uh, can we keep going? Can you just, can you just name my seven favorite Impact wrestlers? Uh, I don't think I can. Are they on this card? I would say maybe Mickey James. That's disrespectful. Mickey James fans hate me, so I hate <laughs> no, I don't hate Mickey James. But. All right. Number seven, then, I will say is uh, um, uh, Kenny K-I-N-G King King. They probably weren't even on this card, truthfully. Anyways, uh, the Alex goes on this in this company, right? Yeah. So I guess, well, they might bump up to five. I mean, they might, they might bump up. Uh, no, this match, uh, Motor City Machine Guns versus Bullet Club. Very, very good. I think it was exactly what you thought it would be. Uh, I was a little underwhelmed just because I had super high expectations too, for it. Fair. I had super high expectations. Still a great match, but I thought it had easily more potential to be better. Um, and didn't quite hit that high, uh, but it was still very strong. Um, Ace Austin looked good. My fiance popped at him throwing out the, the coming out to the entrance thing and getting the wand thing out of nowhere. Oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, Chris Bay and Ace Austin, I think, are can work as a tag team. This is one of their first kind of things as a tag team, so I think they still have to put it together, but I think this is a a match where you got to see a little bit of that. So I'm excited for it. I'm very much excited to see more of Bullet Club moving forward. Yeah, I need, uh, I need the Motor City Machine Guns that are SLFTR. Yeah, that should be that should be good. That should be really yeah. good. I'm, I'm going to need that eventually. Just please. Uh, me, yeah, Mickey James. What's, what's, that, one, what's that one indie that books a bunch of like Bret Hart people and stuff? Those big time wrestling. Big time wrestling. Big time wrestling would book that. I would hope that AEW and Impact would just be like, yeah, let's book this together. I thought the Forbidden Door there was closed. You loved it when it got closed. Frankie Kazarian is literally on Impact every week. He was on the show. He was on the the TV show. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, you, you were talking about what was the other match? Me and Mickey James, Chelsea Green, the other cross. <laughs> Uh, match was fine. say it was fine. We can move on. It's All right, fine. Cool. It's fine. Uh, Impact X Division Champions. I did actually have one point about that match. They did a a remix theme song for Mia Yim and Mickey James, and it slapped hard, Old Town Road style. It was actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah. You know, anyway, Impact X Division title match: Speedball Mike Bailey successfully defended his title against Spider Man Trey Miguel. Fantastic match. Uh, a lot more limb work than I expected from these two, but they worked it really well. They sold very well. I thought Mike Bailey sold maybe a little bit better than Trey, but they both sold very well. Um, yeah, I mean, fantastic stuff. 100% was not expecting the kind of match we got, but totally Speed delivered. Ball. Totally delivered. Speedball. Speedball could wrestle this way with 25 people in front of him. I think I think Speedball, which it pretty much was twenty five people in front of him. It's a small Damn. arena. It's a small arena. Damn. Um, Damn, that's cold. Get better arenas. Impact, I guess. 
Uh, they they almost sold it out. They almost sold out the arena. Um, yeah, no, it was really good. Mike Bailey is probably. I think he could easily be on a wrestler of the year list. I think he's probably the most. He's like the weirdly the most unknown wrestler of the year. I would say he's currently my eleventh. Uh, I'll pull up my list. What do you and think? I watch everything. Yeah, everything. You I got do. companies like AJPW, Seedling, Galit, Noah. How dare you? Zero one. Dragon Gate. Ice Ribbon, DDT, Sendai Girls, No Japan, T- Tokyo Joshi Pro, DDT. You get the point. Yeah. And Speedball, 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 number 11. That's because, and you know what's funny? He has never had a match for me over four and a quarter. <laughs> really? Like everyone else in the top 10 has. <laughs> yeah. He has not, but that's how good he's been in all his other matches. Yeah, I think he has been consistently great. He hasn't had an amazing match yet. And this yeah, match- he hasn't had a match of the year contender for me. For me, yeah. I know a lot of people love the uh, to catch the match to that level. I'm a little below that. Yeah, probably his best match though. This yeah, year. but this, this, I don't even care who said this is the impact match of the year. It's not even a question for me. Currently, match of the year for impact. Yeah, on cage match. Yeah. Is it? Uh, is it not for you? Is, do you have something like on the tip of your tongue that's better than this? No, no, no. I'm saying that f- on oh, okay. the cage match, it is match. currently their match of the year. That's good. At yes, rate, should be, a rating of uh, 9.12. Trey Miguel's improvement is very noticeable. I want to give him credit, too, because, uh, you know, it's easy to fall in love with speedball because of what he's done this year. But Trey Miguel... Kind of had no other choice, right? They had the rascal send off. Mm-hmm. He didn't get signed. The other two did. No, he stayed for a reason. I don't remember. What he didn't was. stay. They didn't want him. Come on. <laughs> but this was very known. So aggressive to me. Anyways. Anyway, so he comes back, right? And I didn't know if he was a full, you know, I didn't say any of them were necessarily full products, but a lot of people did think he was the weakest of the three, believe it or not. Yep. And he has become... A star for them. He's really good. I could see him get that like emotional world title win by cashing in the X Division title someday. I could see that. I could see that. Absolutely. Yeah. Really good performance by him. Um, I'm wondering if they do bring back uh what's his name? Oh, uh Other Wentz. Rascal. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. If they want if they if uh Myron Reed wanted to like go to a company that like was good. Or better than MLW, you could have all three. You can have, and you could have the Rascals again. Yeah, I like the Rascals; they're great tag. So, oh yeah, uh, but yeah, this match is really, really good. Um, but you also probably don't want to sign Zachary Wentz right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just say, just say. Um, do you want to I mean, go? I, that's, the, uh... I think. I think to be fair, I think the Zachary One stuff is going to blow over at some point because oh, of true. the situations of all that is still. It was weary, but it's always it's. It was also like an old photo, not a great photo, but an old photo. They're actually teaming soon. Who? Jay McCall and uh, Zarko Wentz. Yeah, yeah. Um, you you can talk about the next match. I'll find it. Rosemary and Ty Valkyrie defended their titles against 
Wait a minute. I thought there was Giselle Shaw was with Alicia. I don't care. Not anymore. Uh, versus Giselle Shaw and Tennille Dash. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, so <laughs> Tennille Dash. So Madison Rain she got... She fits the influence. Yes, Madison Rain got injured, so they brought in Giselle Shaw as like the sort of like, oh, a new sort of thing. So they're slowly building the beautiful people. Um, Giselle Shaw, uh, again, also, I don't think we said it last week because I don't think the news was out last week, but congratulations to her for coming out oh. as trans. Yeah. That's great. Um, she did really good in this match as well. Uh, I thought she was also fantastic in this match. Uh, the match was fine. Um, you know, it was okay. Uh, you know, I thought Giselle Shaw looked the best out of all four of them. Um, but it was what it was. Uh, yeah, it was, yeah, kind of fine. Um, so back to the Rascals thing. They were announced to be teaming for a pro wrestling revolver show mm. in. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! In uh, August twenty fourth, the this is all that's been named so far, but you could potentially connect dots here: uh, Motor City Machine Guns, The Rascals, and Chris Bay. So, put two and two together, I'm thinking you might get Motor City versus The Rascals. That'd be pretty good. Sammy Callahan booking better tag team title matches than the company he works for. He actually did. He's doing that this weekend. We're getting uh, the Switchblades against the American Wolves yep. on Revolver. Oh, yeah. Damn. Next match was the big tag team match. You had Honor No More versus America's Most Wanted, Heath, and the Good Brothers. Yeah. Uh, this match was good. It was a very solid, like, reunion match for America's Most Wanted, Chris Harris and James Storm. Um, there is a match of two stories. One is the, is PCO, the crowd wanting PCO out of honor, no more honor, no more. Not really sure if they should still trust them, but they still do. Uh, and they're begrudging like, Hey, don't listen to the crowd. Uh, there was one point where Mike Bennett, uh, where they were saying, where, uh, PCO was in the ring. The crowd was cheering from Eddie Edwards tagged himself in and PCO got all mad. Uh, and then uh, the crowd started chanting, you suck at Eddie Edwards. Matt Taven turns to the crowd and puts his hands over PCO's ear to say, don't say that about him. That's so mean. Why would you say that? So good heel stuff. Uh, I also want to say that my, uh, Matt Taven uh, was on the outside before the match started, and he was ch- talking to a fan and saying heel words to each other and then the fan too sweeted matt taven on the head like right on the forehead just like a boop and matt taven unloaded on him (laughs) like don't touch me like pointing at him do not touch me you're not allowed to touch me how dare you like like faces red unloaded on this guy uh i like it was was hilarious it was hilarious always have always have yeah ring of honor world champion matt taven uh, but yeah, Chris Harris and James Storm, it was great seeing them together. And that's really what this was, is seeing... I feel like I America's just watched Motorform. Chris Harris and James Storm. They're a good tag team, man. And they had some good moves. And Chris Harris looked really good. I thought he I looked he looked way... He looked really good for a guy that legit has not wrestled since, I don't know, 2018? Like, what? That is that five years or so? Uh mm-hmm. Pretty good, pretty good. Way better than I think uh, I would have thought. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the guy, I don't know how, how old he is, but he's probably in his 40s, maybe his 50s. Uh, pretty good. He is 
not he's 27 years of experience so he's at least 27 we know that much he began his in-ring career in 1995 let's see chris harris wrestler 48 he's 48 years old on the first match since 2018 yeah and i thought it was good it was pretty much a good reunion match um you know, seeing the two of them together was really good. They hyped it up, re- a really good job of hyping that up. He's been pretty much retired for a long time. Yeah, uh, so it was nice to see it. And they really played it up as like, this is a reunion retirement for Chris Harris, maybe for James Storm, probably not. But uh, they really played it up as like, this he's is still his, really he's still in really good shape too, right, James Storm? Oh yeah, James Storm, I think can go for easily another. Three to five years. He's only 45. Clock work orange house of fun match. I don't even know what this means. It was Ravens. I know that. Yeah, it was a Raven match. Basically, basically weapons. just like weapons are they have like a string around the ring that has weapons dangling from it. So was it bad? It wasn't good. It was fine. I mean it was good. <laughs> It was good work. They they g- did good spots. Uh, Moose went through a table. Moose pulled out a glass bottle out of a trash can and hit over Sammy Callahan. It was just a lot of like Sammy Callahan giving those like sexy eyes to a baseball bat with barbed wire for like five minutes. Uh, it was just like a lot of that for like every weapon. Um, it was the worst. It, it it was good, like I said. You don't have to say it's good. It's okay. Um, they pulled out two boxes where Moose unveiled his boxes full of Legos and Sammy Callahan's was full of shattered glass. So that was fun. Um, there wasn't a lot of blood. They tried to cut open Sammy Callahan, but he like did a really bad blade job in the sense of like he barely got any blood um, after the shattered glass bottle shot. Uh, and then they... He Moose cut him again with a shard glass, and that didn't cut him at all. And then they did another thing. Sammy Callahan cut himself, but he wasn't bleeding at all. So the blood didn't work at all. Um, yeah, it was what it was. Impact Knockouts Championship. Jordan Grace versus Tasha Steeles. I know this had a scary ending. Oh, yeah. So the ending, right? So Jordan Grace is going for, I think it's just her Jordan driver, I think is what it's called. On Tasha Steeles. Tasha Steeles is basically up and on one of Jordan's shoulders. Jordan, it's almost like a one-winged angel on one arm, is kind of what the move is. The picture, picture in your head. Uh, Jordan is trying to grab, kind of like uh, Mike Bailey's flamingo driver. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like that. Um, so Jordan is trying to grab Tasha Steeles' head, so to like kind of tuck her head to help her. Um, can't really get it and then kind of just does it anyway it was very awkward it was like five ten seconds of trying it was like all right what's happening here this is obviously the finish of the match couldn't really get it and then just dropped her square on the top of tasha Steele's head right terrifying terrifying on straight on tasha Steele's head um pinner one two three referee Talks to Tasha Steeles for a little bit. Throws up the X. Um, Jordan, like, taking a little bit to get up because she's obviously talking. Uh, and then Jordan leaves. 
Uh, and then they cut to commercial or whatever. During the commercial break, you got the the medic team out there looking over Tasha Steeles. She eventually gets up on her own. She, you know, she gets up with a little help, but she's able to walk a little bit. She takes three steps, falls over again. And the medics, I see them, they're like, eyes open, like, oh, what the? Um, so she, concussion. She gets up again, walks to the other side of the ring, leaves the ring, and then basically just falls, tumbles off the ring apron. Oh, boy. It, concussion city. I don't think any of it was a work. It looked, her tumble didn't look protected. It was bad. It, I don't know what happened. If it, if it was a work, great work. If it wasn't a work, the medic people should not have let her walked on her own. Dumb idea, especially the second time when she's going out of the ring by herself. Uh, and she really stumbled really stumbled hard. Um, gotta be a concussion of some sort. It looked, she looked bad after the match. Um, that's real scary, real scary stuff. Cause it was like, you know, you get drop on that. It's either a concussion or a broken neck. Uh, so it, it was real scary. I'm seemingly she's okay. I haven't seen anything about it since, uh, maybe we'll hear more about it on, I mean, I don't even know. Did she wrestle the next night? I doubt it because there were tapings the next night. Um, yeah, I don't know specifically. Maybe I have to look that up later. So but I can only hope that she is okay. Yeah. It's... I imagine she will be, but it was super scary. Beyond that, match was match was good. Fine. Uh, the main event, Impact World title, Josh Alexander versus former triple crown champion Joe Doring. Yeah, so they were playing this up as Joe Doring undefeated, which was true. He was undefeated in Impact uh, in singles action. Didn't have a lot of singles matches. That helps. That's a good cheat code. Uh, So then they they had that. It was a big beef brawl. Joe Doring is a ginormous man. Uh, Beef. Yeah, it was a big beef brawl. Uh, Joe Doring just kind of like clubbing Josh Alexander for 15 minutes. Josh Alexander eventually gets the win. Uh, Very good, solid win from Josh Alexander. You know, not a great, fantastic match, but a very good match. Uh, I thought the work itself was very good. Josh Alexander is a very good champion, very good wrestler for Impact to have. Uh, Joe Doring did good enough here, I think. Uh, you know, he is up there in old age. He doesn't really move completely well, but he did, I think, good enough for what he could do uh, in his limitations. Uh, so beyond that, yeah, it was uh, pretty good. A lot of clubbing, a lot of clubbing from Georgia and mm. just a lot of like these mm. movements of big shoulder rotation fists onto the back or something. Um, yeah, so very good, very good stuff. Like I said, overall the show was like a like a B B plus or something like that. Can you feel the beef tonight? A lot of beef. A lot. Uh, you, of beef. you think back over now. I will. I will. Um. So yeah, impact. Very good. Very good show. Uh, impact. That's I, all odds. I, I mean, honestly, honestly, Scotty, if you know they continue the streak of B pay per views. I'll keep watching them. Pretty good. Maybe here's, I'll here's, here's the question. Maybe here's I'll go back question. to watching television. I don't know. You've been to what? Three wrestling shows? Four wrestling shows this year? 
Um, I went day one. Day one. Uh, this impact Terminus. show. Terminus twice was what was the first twice, one? Yeah. What was the Term, first? The original, and then the second one. Yeah, I don't remember if that was this. The first one was this year, or last year. Yeah, yeah, it was this year. It was. Uh, so at least four I can think of. Rank them. Hmm. Can't have Terminus very high. I'm sorry. I think it might be just like day one against all odds. Terminus two, Terminus one. Shout out WWE for being the, <laughs> being the best. Um, but AEW is coming to my neck of the woods soon. I think it's this my, month actually, in like two weeks. Uh, my my ranking is uh, AEW Dynamite. That's it. No, that's probably way better <laughs> than WWE uh, Day. Oh one. yeah, I got to see FTR versus the Young Bucks. So, but hey, you're gonna see you can see Takeshita at Terminus whatever three, four, five, six. Dude, seven. it's what? What was the match? What was the Terminus three match? Him and then him and then and then and, uh, the good guy. We really don't have a lot of time, but I'm totally looking it up. Uh, Jonathan Gresham versus Takeshita. <sighs> Masha Slamovich versus Queen Amanada. I'm excited about that. Um, yeah, Terminus, Terminus stuff. Speaking about AEW television, you wanted to talk about some AEW television because they got a pretty popping show in Rochester, New York. Um, I believe this is their second time, and I'm glad they're kind of you know shouting out again for Rochester Blue Cross Arena. Um, I don't know what's happening in like real world television stuff because they are loading this show. Um, yeah. For both Dynamo, well, they're not loading Rampage. They only have one match announced for Rampage, but we'll get to that discussion, I guess. Um, but yeah, Dynamite right now is looking like Marina Shafir and Nyla Rose versus the newly named team Thunderstorm, Thunder Rose and Tony Storm, Butcher the Blade versus Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. That should be very good. AEW TNT title Street Fight, Scorpio Sky versus Wardlow. And the interim AEW World title match, John Moxley versus Brody King. We need to have a conversation. All right. Why is Marina Shafir on TV again? Okay. In a wrestling match. All right. A tag match is going to hide her a lot more than a singles. Sure. Nyla yeah. Rose is doling out charisma like nobody's business. Okay. I didn't say anything about Nyla Rose. I know you didn't say anything about Nyla Rose, but I'm saying that putting Marina Shafir with Nyla Rose in a tag team fashion helps Marina Shafir a lot because it's going to hide her weaknesses a lot more. I think she's just terrible. I think she's fine, honestly. boring. No one cares. She she is boring. No one cares about her. She's boring. And I think that's it, is that she, she is a wrestler. I think that's more of the frustration is that she doesn't get cheers or boos at all. She just gets silence. She gets everyone going to the bathroom. Yeah, and that is not good. And there's not no. really been someone like that in AEW before in a weird way. Uh, but weirdly, it's Marina Shafir. And I think they're trying to fix it by teaming her up with Nyla. Because uh, Nyla definitely get some energy going. But... uh I don't know. I, for some reason, they're pushing her. Do you have any other, any other thoughts about any of the other matches announced? Uh, the world title match should be great, and there should be a new TNT champion. Yeah, I, I think 
world title match to address that. That should be really good. Hard hitting brawl. Probably expect somebody to bleed. Uh, but John Moxley's one hundred percent retaining. Um, I do think there's a reason why they picked Brody King in hindsight, knowing that this match is in Rochester, New York. Um, you know, AEW World Title Match, John Moxley versus Brody. Um, I think there's a reason they're doing that. Um, AWTNT title street fight. Yeah, you got to take the title off of Scorpio Sky, right? Um, oh, it's very much time. Just reset. Just just reset, just reset the whole it. division a little bit. Just reset it because your other mid card title is already in a better spot and it's not even being defended on television. Ref, bro. Now, there is the aspect that this is a street fight, which means that Ethan Page, Dan Lambert, any member of Dan Lambert's crew, America Top Team, can and probably will be involved here. Yeah. Now, Warlow did beat 20 scrubs that other day, but these won't necessarily be scrubs. So there is... Depends who you ask. True. Uh, I, this is this is me. This is you talking to Andre Vlotsky uh, uh, or whatever the fuck his name is. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, scrub. Uh, so there is a... I think they're setting up the idea that there is a chance that Wardlow can lose, but I think you put the title on Wardlow. Yeah. It's yeah, you, you gotta, not not, Nagata. You gotta, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta give him the belt. It's time. Um, otherwise, you risk a lot of things. I think if you don't, um, it it's it's almost time. would be bad will in a weird way to have Wardlow lose. Yeah. Now this brings me to my question for you. Well, Mister, what? I was, do you want me to say the match for Rampage as well? No, I'll just say it. Oh. All right. So on Rampage, we're getting the uh, Gates of Hell or whatever they're called. Gates of Agony? <laughs> Agony? Yeah, the Gates of Agony, led by Tully Blanchard, against the Ring of Honor world champion, Jonathan Gresham, and Lee Moriarty. And my question for you mm-hmm. is that do you think AEW will improve as a product when Ring of Honor has its own TV and we don't have to build random matches on AEW television for a Ring of Honor pay-per-view that is happening in three weeks' time. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think it'd be foolish to think it wouldn't. Now, I mean, to be fair, I don't think AEW's current television product is bad. I don't think doing the Ring of Honor's matches and building the show through AEW television is, a, is necessarily bad. It's not making the show this worse for me it's just like another story um and i get to see jonathan gresham wrestle um that being said once ring of honor is able to get television once ring of honor is able to have its own thing whatever that could be and i have a weird pitch about who i think that should be um uh once ring of honor leaves it solves a lot of online Twitter's complaints about AEW. It solves roster bloat. You know for a fact AEW roster members are going to go over to Ring of Honor. You know, if you get just a good sizable portion of mixture of age ranges of uh, people over onto Ring of Honor, uh, the Gun Club as a tag team, maybe that's that's a fun little thing in there as well. Um, I don't know. Just pick anybody. Just bring them on over. I think they could do very good stuff in there. 
you know, maybe Buddy Matthews himself just goes to Ring of Honor. You know, maybe that's something. Um, and stays there. It, you, that's the other thing is you don't want this to be a de- developmental. But we make it its own property. I think once you do that, it solves roster bloat. It solves title bloat. It solves storyline bloat. It just solves all of the problems people currently have of AEW. Um, and where uh, non-AEW stands... Uh, we'll have to uh, figure out a new thing to complain about uh, for AEW. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I think it's, it would be a good move uh, all around. My one, my only one concern is a thing we, we've brought up before on this show is just I do have slight concerns about Tony Khan solely booking at that point, I would expect I assume Ring of Honor would be an hour show. So four hours of television. If you count the YouTube as booking, you know, that's six hours of television a week for one man. Uh, I have concerns about that. You know, whether or not you can count the. That's why I asked you. Yeah. Truthfully. I have concerns about that. There was like a report floating around that Tony Khan might be asking Maria Canellis to help with the women's booking. Um, you know whether or not that holds true. I mean, she's an impact right now. I don't, I don't know her contract situation, but she's an impact right now. Um, you know, I think he needs to bring in more people. I think he bring in Canellis. I think that's a good move. She did a good job in Ring of Honors and in women's booking. I think she was setting up a nice little promotion, a nice little women's division there. She, you know, pushed Roxy. Very well, to the point of Roxy getting a tryout and a, and a contract of with WWE. Man, that that division was going to be good. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. You know, it was some of the best work I've seen out of Miranda Alize. Uh Trisha Dora Roxy was doing was, good stuff in there. Willow was getting more and more popular. Roxy was. I did just since we're on this topic. Roxy was so good. The fact that AEW didn't sign her, a major blunder. A legitimate blunder on their part i so roxy is one of those people where it's to me it's like a major blunder in aw's part but you could say the same thing about ben carter and in that i don't think that's the same at all but no and you know why it's not the same is because we know for a fact that ben carter was a wwe guy through and through i think cody rhodes even said that sometimes people are just wwe people i have a feeling roxy might have been a wwe person that's fair, but they didn't offer her a contract. That's just the truth. They True. didn't even try. True. And I think if you tried, if you gave her a shot, she would have been there. Um, it is what it is, but I think that's a blunder on their part. Um, their women's division is getting better, though, so it's okay. Do you think Ring um, of Honor, once Ring of Honor is gone, do you think AEW would be better? I, I, I think it surely will be. Um, I think... Well, this is the, the part of the reason I asked you was because of the Tony Khan having to book two shows more than anything. Because, yeah. yes, Ring Around is gone, but now it's kind of bigger in a lot of ways. I think, yes. You got to book a lot more stories for Ring of because Honor, just whatever's on AEW. Yeah. It really became noticeable when you had to book between Ring of Honor, Forbidden Door, Blood and guts, like oh, you got to book. You you started booking all three of those in the over the past couple of weeks. It got really bloated storyline wise. Yeah, so I think yes. Um, I think it. I think it's still okay if you want to have like matches with some of the Ring of Honor roster, 
on Dynamite from very limited time to time. I I wouldn't do it all the time because you need to establish Ring of Honor as your own. But if you brought in a Jonathan Gresham like you are this week for Rampage to wrestle, I think that's okay. Yeah, Um, I think that that type of stuff's okay. But you don't need to tell their stories on AEW television anymore. I don't need to see Jay Lethal do his promos anymore on AEW television for the Samoa Joe whole uh, Ring of Honor television championship. I don't need that anymore. I think... Yeah, that's the way you, you you turn that. That being said, this is also why I ask. There is a certain team that holds the Ring of Honor Tag Team Titles that is very important to this company. <laughs> like, like very important to this company. So at the same time, it's almost like it'll be impossible. For you not to tell this story because they're going to have every single tag team belt that is worth a damn in in men's competition after all out probably. So that's also I think it's going down. Yeah. I think it's going down. I think it's going to happen. They want someone to have all the belts, and that's the story they're telling. They they want the the story is the baby faces FTR. You picked Hiroshi Tanahashi to win the AW title. I don't need to hear you. Uh, <laughs> that was a good pick. It was a good pick. It was, it was hopeful pick, but it didn't happen. Uh, but but that's also why I brought up because you have you're FTR. You're saying FTR beating the Young Bucks is not a hopeful pick. I'm saying the FTR should beat the Young Bucks. Yeah, I'm saying Tanahashi should be should beat John Moxley. So it's the same. Well, thing. mine. I think I think mine's more believable than that. Oh, oh my god! Look at this guy, fellas. Listen, listen, listen. Acknowledge me. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> let me finish my point so we can move on, and we can go to bed. Uh, <laughs> I think that's the one part I'm wondering about. Like, how do they have them balance? It's probably easy if you're doing recordings for Ring of Honor, which I hope they do. Yeah, I hope this isn't a weekly live show. I think I think that would be the best case scenario all around. Yeah, for everyone because then Tony can focus on AEW from week to week, but he could still build Ring of Honor stories in a bunch rather instead, which I think could be better. But then you have Wheeler Yuta, who's a very big part of you know the Black. Cool combat club. That's the thing I don't understand here yet. We're gonna figure it out. Um, yeah, they have to put an entire pay per view card together in three weeks <laughs> mm-hmm. without a match announced. Tickets don't even go on sale yet. Yeah, I mean, look, they'll. That should be the a graphics good. are good though. That the should logo's be a, great. That should be a good card. That should be a good show. new titles. New titles, maybe. Uh. I mean, the card is what Gresham versus Cage. That's cool. Um, oh, Brian Cage. I, <laughs> like yeah, Cage. Brian Cage. Uh, Jay Lethal versus Mojo. And then FTR versus someone. Maybe maybe, maybe Yuta versus Garcia. Yeah, no. Then, I think it would be Yuta versus Garcia because they set that up on Dark. Probably Martinez versus Deeb. Yeah, they're building that as well. I think maybe okay, so that's... you could do maybe FTR versus Gates of Agony. Yeah, that's the only other, oh, tag, that's the only other tag team established. Or you can just bring the Briscoes back and do that again. <laughs> yes, I'd rather. Sorry, that. Is that is that me dreaming? Ooh, or you can uh, you can bring it up. You can bring a New Japan team, or maybe an Impact team. Moto City. Uh, yeah, well, let's finish this up. Uh, did we have anything else? Uh, yes, we had one more. The only other thing I was going to say about the Ring of Honor thing is that I think Ring of Honor should go to the CW. Is that a bold move? The CW, 
got you told me last week cw got 75 percent of the thing got sold to a next star media group or whatever for zero dollars turns that out it wasn't happen. turns out it wasn't just zero dollars they're taking on all of the hundred millions of dollars of debt uh so that's that i see um but i but i also saw a thing saying that next star media group might wanting to be moving away from like drama series more reality stuff and i was like Ring of Honor is not too bad. Warner Media still owns 12.5% of the CW, so they could have a foothold and be like, here's the show. This is the most like notable thing that I think about Ring of Honor moving forward. They are now on Bleacher Report for pay-per-views. That's also true. That's very, I think that's very important. Yes. So clearly that's where they're headed. They're going to be part of the Warner family. Where? What, what channel? Hopefully not True TV. Um, I think best case scenario is release an episode per week on HBO Max um, or you somehow get them on a TBS or TNT, but I highly doubt that one. Yeah. Uh, but maybe they like the success. So, And you can be more flexible Ring of Honor. Say if a sport's on, you can move that. Yeah, It's not as must-see as AEW. But I think a good case would be the HBO Max release an episode a week mm-hmm. um, because then it brings wrestling fans to a streaming service creates the idea that you might have AEW on there eventually you almost, well, you almost should you almost want AEW on there already by time they do yeah. by do they time they do that i feel like yeah i feel like if that were to happen but that's my hope i hope it's on hbo max yeah uh the last thing uh we had today for you all and again thank you so much for joining us on this late night ring post radio nights Last topic here, Stardom Midsummer Champions is a show happening this Saturday for, of course, the World Wonder Ring Stardom promotion, July 9th. We got a card in front of us in Tokyo, Japan. This will be taking place. Scotty, let's run down the card and preview this event. Ready? Yeah, I mean, I forgot to say, uh, this is very important, but TJPW has a big show this weekend as well. They're running... Three hours before stardom in Tokyo as well. Summer Summer Sun Struggle or something like that? Summer Sun Princess. Come ah, on. Struggle. Come on. It, summer Struggles right there. literally called... Okay, what, that's whatever, fine. But the important part for AW fans is that, debatably, debatably, their three best women's wrestlers are going to be on the show. Debatably, debatably. Sure. In my opinion, at least two of them. You got Riho teaming with Arisu Endo to go against Mesa Ruga, who, of course, battled um, Azumi on fantastic the match. A fantastic yeah, match. I don't know what that was, but fantastic. In that phenomenal high-speed match. I forget. They have so many pay-per-views. I apologize for not knowing the pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, I probably could check in like two seconds. Just... Uh, are you talking about Cinderella? Oh, it was a Cinderella tournament uh, final. Yes. So is... there you go. Um, so that's a really cool match. Uh, oh, she's and she's teaming with Suzume, who I think is a very underrated wrestler. Mesa Ruga is great. Her versus Riho should be really, really good. Yep. Um, you have Hikaru Shida actually in the opening match on the show. She's teaming with Hikari Noah, who should be at Grand Princess, um, to team against Yuki Kamafuku and Mihiro Kiru. It should just be a very quick, easy win for her. Nothing special, but it's the opening match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aja Kong's on this show. Yep. Just for you know, fans that want to be interested. Al- Maki Ito's on this show, an AEW star in her own right. She's going against Alex Windsor. From Rev- that should be a great match. From Rev Pro. Yep. Um, 
Willow Nightingale is on the show. Willow Nightingale is on the show against Miyu Watanabe. That should be really cool. They're both very strong. That's going to be fun. Yuka, Saka, uh, Yuka Sakazaki. The uh, teams with Mizuki against Saki Akai and Yuki Rai. If you watch DDT, you know who Saki Akai is, of course. Mm-hmm. And the main event, Shoko Nakajima, who's also been in AEW against Rika Tatsumi. And probably the biggest, most notable match for any AEW fan is that the AEW Women's World Champion Thunder Rosa will make her return to TJPW to not just face anyone. She will face the ace, Miu Yamashita, in what could be one of legitimately one of the best women's matches of the year if Thunder Rosa is on her game and they just mesh right. Uh, they've had one match against each other. It was a trios match. Um, they were on opposite sides. That was a few years ago. Mm-hmm. But this is definitely worth checking out if you're interested. It's on Wrestle Universe. There's not many better streaming services for wrestling out there. Even if you're down on Noah, like even if you're down, there's still good wrestling on all the shows they have. And I think this is one you should check out. You probably get a free month or week. I'm pretty sure right now they, they offer something. Uh, but if you're an AW fan and you like these wrestlers, go check it out. It should be their biggest show of the year, but let's talk about stardom because stardom has a better one, two punch than any show in the next couple weeks yeah tokyo joshi pro is sort of doing a forbidden door uh joshi event Mm. uh so that should be very good that should be very good and maybe one day stardom will bring in some american talent uh i don't it's happening around the corner uh, maybe yeah i saw that i i think it's important to say that while it's the relationship with Bushi Road and Cyberfight is very interesting to me because obviously they're competition, but TJPW and Stardom are much more competition than say Noah and DDT to New Japan. Yeah, yeah. So I do wonder if that would put some cracks there or not. Not that I really care, um, but yeah, Stardom supposedly wants to get wrestlers over here uh sooner than rather than later or just international i don't even know if it said united states exactly but they want to have some wrestlers come over soon it'll happen but you also have to remember like there's a very small window they have to do that they have a five-star grand prix coming up that lasts from july 30th to october 1st and then they have tag league after that and then they have their big pay-per-view at the end of the year so while it sounds all good, and they have the New Japan Stardom show, so while it sounds all good, they're busy. They're packed. They have a packed schedule. I can see one or two maybe drop in. Some skip tag league, but don't expect like an entire Stardom crew to come over for a show or something. Though, if they were to do it, I'd put them on a New Japan show if that's what they want to do. I think that would be better. Yeah, I agree. Like um, the Music City one, whatever that is. Yeah. Uh Stardom Midsummer Champions. Uh we have our opening match here, Lady C versus Hina. Uh the card changed, by the way. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, Tekla's out again. She's still hurt. Uh does the card I have have Tekla out? Uh yeah, no, Tekla's is Tekla the only one out? She's out, which makes the match change. Well, so we'll get to, we'll get to the that. first match is now Lady C versus Hina versus Yuko Sakurai. Then you can figure out the rest from there on that other match. 
Oh, I get you. They're just making it. Also, the- there's a coffin match happening in two weeks for anyone interested. Yeah, we'll get to that <laughs> later. Uh, yeah, that's that 12 ones. We're going with 10 men. But Lady C versus Hina versus Yuka Sakurai. I'm not previewing it. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait to see that on YouTube. Hanin versus Wakasukiyama for the future of Stardom Championship match. Also probably a YouTube match. Uh, the Hanin reign continues. I assume she will retain. Um, uh, yeah. There's, there's no one that really there's no one that really is shooting out to me as someone that can beat Hanin anytime soon. Ami Saray or Amasaki. Yeah, that might be true. Or e or Inaba if she comes back and signs. I could see but she's too old, I think, now, so probably those two. I could still see like a Momokogo. Maybe. Yeah, I could yes. see it. If they wanted to, I could see that. It's stars versus stars, though. That's kind of why I doubt it. That's also true. Uh tag team match main show here. Queen's Quest, Utami Hayashida, and Miyu Amasaki versus Godzai Mirai and Ami Saray. Should be a good match. Um Getting the you- day before Amasaki goes against Julia one on one, so nice knowing you oh yeah totally um and you get mirai versus utami so that's yeah too. we also get mirai versus suzu suzuki the day before so that's free on youtube oh that's a news item we forgot to talk about was the five-star grand Prix blocks yeah we'll preview that later uh um, we'll preview that in a few weeks yeah we'll preview when it actually happens um a woman tag we're team fine. match we're fine yeah Eight-woman tag team match, Mayo Iwatani, Hazuki, Kagama, and Saida, my girl, um, versus Saki Kashima, Ruaka, Rina, and Fukigen Death. My girl, well, my death. Uh... Um, This is what happens when <laughs> you have the two main characters away at a time in important matches. You got to deal with the rest. <laughs> yeah, baby. What are you talking about? Saki Kashima is in this match. I do love Saki Kashima. She's great. Fuking and uh, Death yeah, is in this match. Losing. Death, Death, Fuking and Death. Kenny K, yeah, Kenny K, and King King. See, I already finished the match preview. Continue. Who do you think is going to win? <laughs> stars, probably. Yeah, Stars. Saida gets the pin because she should because she's great. Because she never gets the pin. Yeah, she's. If it, well, if anything, she might be the one eating. She the lost pin. to Lady C. She could be the one eating the pin. I guess. She would be the one. <laughs> yeah. Ten woman elimination tag team match. This is Cosmic Angels, oh, Tam Nakano, yeah, uh, Unagi Sayaka, and Mina Shirakawa, Saki, Hikari, Hikari Shimizu versus Donna Del Mundo, Julia, Micah, Himika, Natsupoi, and Mai Sakurai. There's fireworks going off outside. A 10.38 at night? Come on. It's the 4th of July. It's July 3rd. <laughs> um, this match is a match that should be pretty good. It's elimination. Um, this is supposedly how Natsupoi and Tam Nakano want to decide their little feud. And when I say little, I mean obviously the bigger feud than that. Odd odd, odd choice. Um, it kind of sucks that Tekla's not in it because she's now missed... She's gonna probably miss a month and a half, but it's it's smart to do because you want to have her ready for the tournament more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's cool to keep her out. Uh, who wins? Probably I'm gonna go Cosmic Angels. 
my Sakurai's there. And it's elimination over the top rope. Yeah, it's elimination, so this match will probably come down to Natsupoi. And you got the and, new mini group going on there. Yeah, it'll probably come down the between colors. Natsupoi and Nakano as the final two. That'd be my guess. You would, you would hope so, but they'll probably eliminate each other. And they'll just be like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, that's also true. It'd be very on brand. If uh, Cosmic Angels wins, you would also... Well, I guess it's not really... That it might not necessarily be going into like another title match. It would just be like a momentum into five-star, I guess. Right, right, right. right. Speaking of title matches, though, high-speed title match, Azume versus Momokogo. Yeah, I'm, I'm very intrigued by how this goes. It's not necessarily... I'm confident in this being great, but Azumi has yet to let me down, so I probably should just expect it. Yeah, uh, Moakogo can be good. Yes, but this is the biggest test of her career. So, if she can keep up, which is the big if, this can deliver. Yeah, I th- I I personally kind of feel like Momokogo has a little bit. Uh, I think she has something there. Yeah, I uh, I legitimately do think that she has something there. Um, I think Ozma can maybe pull that out. If anyone mm. can maybe pull it mm-hmm. out, I think oh, yeah. this could be a fun, good match um, uh, for Momo to get elevated by losing and then defeat Hanan for the future Stardom's champion. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'll why not? Moment. Why not? Why not? I can't give you a reason of why not. Yeah. Well, yeah, we, why not? Uh, here we go. <laughs> Strap in, baby. Click, click. Wonder of Stardom Championship match. Saya Kamatani versus Starlight Kid. Is Starlight I... Kid winning the title? What? Is Starlight Kid winning the title? We've been talking <sighs> about it for like a year now. Listen, listen, I had so much hope in her winning this when they first announced it. And then they had Kyrie walk out and be like, Saya, I'm going to face you with my tag team partner. And then I want your belt. And I was like, God damn it. <laughs> Why did you have to take it away from me? Yeah. So it takes a lot of the drama away. And I think they can create drama because they're that good. Because at one point, I thought this could be a stardom match of the year contender at the very least. Yeah. I still think it can be. But when you lose that drama, you got to really... You got to do what Sai and Natsupoi did. You got to do like something like that, where even when you think it's not even a question, it still delivers. Um, I have all the confidence in the world with these two. They're fantastic against one another. It should be phenomenal, but I do see Sai win. Yeah, this should be very good. It should be very, very good. I'm very excited about this match. You have no idea. For me, this is my hypest match of the night. Um, I think it might. I think for most people, it'll come down to this in the world world of Stardom title match. But for me, this is my hype match of the night. I am expecting. I for me, the floor four stars. Yeah, that has to be the floor. It has to be the floor. I think. Um, anything less is an absolute major disappointment. Truthfully, a four star match might be a disappointment. Um, because I think that's how good they are against yeah. one another. So. And I feel that way about the main event too, truthfully. Like <laughs> these two matches should be nothing close to four. They should be higher than that. They should be special. I totally agree. I would love to come on on Sunday raving about this match. So I think it should be good. Uh, I don't necessarily think Starlight Kid's going to win. I wouldn't have necessarily put Starlight Kid as one. me too. I would love it. 
but I don't I think, think I don't think her I don't think Starlight Kid would, was going to win for me before the Kyrie thing. Definitely not afterwards. I could yeah. see maybe afterwards. That'd be weird. That's a very WWE booking thing. Uh, but uh, you know, that is what it is. But I I, I think Saya Kamatai still gonna retain. Yeah, I I think while I don't expect it for either one, I think it would be smart to change a title because you don't want to fall into the trap of going into the five star with the same champions and having both lose at the same year end event like mm-hmm. they did last year. You don't want to get in that cycle. Yeah. So changing it up before the five star and based on who's in what block, it's possible because, you know, Saya in the superstar block makes sense because you have a lot of potential challengers, which she is in, and you have Momo in the superstar block as well, which again, potential challengers. There's stories, and we're let's just move to the main event here. You know, I wrote a big article about it, blah blah blah. You can go read it at voicesofwrestling.com. But great point. The stories thing, the stories here are phenomenal for this match. If you really, if you really have paid attention to what Stardom's been doing since really the end of last year, at least, or at least since the five star last year, you know that all roads kind of led to here. Mm-hmm. You know that Shuri, Shuri has been just dominant, amazing, everything you could want out of your top wrestler, and you have Momo who lost the five star Grand Prix. A phenomenal match. Realized, okay, it's time for a change. I want to win that world title, and this isn't working. Me being the leader of Queen's Quest is not working. She turns heel, turns her back on Queen's Quest. She leaves them. She said, okay, it's all about me now. She goes down this dark road. She's already won more titles this year than she's won in the past, like, three. She hasn't had a title since, like, the artist belts and that was like 2019 so that tells you a lot already right yeah and and who better for momo to potentially beat and while i don't actually have momo winning obviously i'd love momo to win but who would it be better to beat to show i am that complete player now the person that beat her in the five star because then you have the stories of her versus julia for the title which is just instant story potentially who julia beat uh julia beach for the title would make a lot of sense if she's not being shuri and you also have tommy hayashishita uh, who they have not finished that story being told it's yeah. very very fresh still you haven't really given away the big match you gave away that mini match that they did but there's still a big one there um so that's the excitement going into this match. While I do think Shuri wins, you at least have that first signal of doubt that she might lose. We haven't had that in her reign. No. And that's when you're doing something right. No, you haven't. And I think Momo has been someone for years now as someone that is some that is everyone's been wanting. The <laughs> I was going to say the Liv Morgan, but that's not entirely true. Um, no, she had her big reign. That's what people do forget. Like, yeah, they want to. Yeah. I've seen people say, like, oh, she's Hiroki Go. I'm like, no, she had the dominant wonder start, like the most dominant ever. Yeah. It's just, it hasn't it's worked out since then. Yeah. And I think that. She's also only 22 years old. 
Yeah, she's got plenty of time. Um, <laughs> she, I think, is also, f- I think this, a way to tie gimmick change has done good things for her. I could maybe, you know, you could maybe make the argument that she, need, you know, kind of like what we just said about Starlight Kid is that she needs a five star kind of tournament to figure out the gimmick a little bit more, get it more fine tune. But I think she's pretty much got it at this point. I think she's got it. I think she's the most complete she'll she's ever been. Yeah, I think I think a, a return to that edge uh, in a weird way uh, ha, is a good thing for her. She. And like you said, there's, there's out doubt. a lot quicker than Starlight Kid did figure out hers, which makes sense. Plus, he got the she's whole. She's been a heel before. Plus, he got the whole wrench thing. Uh, yeah, well, if that's it, my if, other. Thing. It throws a wrench in the plans. <laughs> I think the wrench actually is a good thing for this match, and people might be like, "Are you kidding me?" I think it's good because you're gonna tease it at the end. Yep. And what happens when Momo hits the unbeatable champion with the wrench? Yep. She's not going to get out of it. So there is potential there to add that drama. You just can't overdo the heel stuff. You can't overdo. And they really don't do that for Momo Starlight Kid matches, which is good. Yeah. Um, but that's why I'm so excited about these two matches is because they're going to put on shows. Win or lose, I, you know, I'm perfectly fine if we walk out with the same champions. I'm very happy if we walk out with two new champions. Mm-hmm. It's a win-win. And we're going to get two phenomenal matches to close out the show. Yeah. That's why this show is a two match show pretty much. Well, everything else will, uh, everything else will figure it out, but it really is about these two matches. How dare and you say that about Momo Kogo? They're like this close to selling out the venue, which is impressive that they're going to sell out a 2000 seat venue. Obviously they've had more than 2000 people, but selling out a venue does a lot. So cheers to them. Very exciting show. Uh, you know, and it's going to be a great, great night. And to wrap us up, a certain someone is ready to go home to Japan, mm. according to Mr. Dave Meltzer. Oh, that was the other news bit. I this forgot. is the biggest news item in 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 the uh, Joshi sphere that we've had a while. Well, since Kyrie left, for really, for really for not a, that long ago. I knew for a fact um, that I was forgetting a new two big news item. Yeah, this is a big one. I remember about halfway through this preview, I was like, "Oh shit, Io Shirai." Is ready to go home. Rio Shirai. She's ready to let her contract expire with WWE and go back home to Japan and her family. I believe that something that's not shocking because she's been homesick for a few years now. She almost did it two years ago before the pandemic. Yep. She stayed. She won the NXT Women's title, had a really good run with that. But now it might be time. It might be time to go home. That doesn't mean she's going to stardom. That doesn't mean she wants to still wrestle. But. I don't see her just hanging it up out of nowhere. No. And who's going to pay her the most money? That's stardom. Who is, what is her home? That's stardom. Now that might scare some people understandably because when Io Shirai is around, it is a scary, scary person to climb against. Truthfully. She is, she is a Titan, right? Like Kyrie, you can work around. Yeah. Because Kyrie has a different vibe. But you know, Shirai, she held all of those titles for like a year each, at least. She had 500 day reigns. She was the face of stardom. Yep. Until she said, I'm going to go to WWE. I said the queen of stardom, if you will. Yeah. Like, it, I'm here for it. 
only if, and I don't know this for sure because Rossi obviously loves Io Shirai, and I, she's a big name. I don't know why you wouldn't love Io Shirai. Only if, though, you don't hurt the rest of your roster mm-hmm. because of it. I expect another rain if she's back. Yep. I expect a lot, but you need to put someone over in the end. You don't need to have her holding the belt for a year. If you want to give her a title ring, great, but you don't. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't put it on her. You have so many people in the waiting for each title. Plus, you also have the idea of, I mean, whether or not she continues with the gimmick is the question. Um, you have a sort of, you could, she could play it into a more of a, that dark, I don't want to say dark brooding, but like that darker Io Shirai. You know, you know, she she was she was Queen's Quest. She was brutal, but she wasn't didn't necessarily have like the darker side, I guess mm. that uh that she yeah. had with NXT. And then she could bring that in. That's new for the character in Japan for Stardom. It that could be a nice refresher thing. I think that would that would bounce off a lot of more people than her just being back to her normal Stardom self. Yeah. Um. I I'll tell you I, what. I think I think there are other wrestlers who fit that bill of the older Yoshirai stardom self. Yeah. You completely transform stardom as she comes back in a lot of ways. You now have a new biggest match possible mm-hmm. between you have Io a and Utami. You, you have a couple. Yeah, but Io and Utami's like the one. And then you have the big rematch between Io and Mayu. Like that's obviously a big one. You have multiple matches where Thunder Rock's back together, which is Mayu and Io. You have Threedom back together, which is, you know, you kind of automatically want that to happen. You have Io versus Julia, Io versus Shuri, all of these new people. Eo versus, so many Eo versus Karat, Ka- Kyrie. That yeah, match, I mean, that's, yeah. Well, I mean, that, yeah, that match hasn't happened. Eo in, versus most of the roster, right? Did it's that like, happen even in all NXT? No, they only ta- they were only tag partners. I think it might have happened once. Um, I'm gonna look that up. Happened in Stardom, obviously, and then you also have, which I forgot about. You have, um, EO versus Momo. There's an obvious story there. EO gave Momo the reins to Queen's Quest. Momo gave rid of the reins <laughs> for her own career. You have Hazuki, who was her old, you know, they were, that was a Queen's Quest originally, right? It's, it was, um, Io, Momo, Hazuki. Um, I think Azumi joined. Azumi's obviously a big name now for her to wrestle. Yep. Very similar styles in a lot of ways, the high speed way, the very, uh, similar in stature. There's a lot of ways to go. Starlight Kid, like you have an entire roster. Um, it's very interesting to play. I'm not going to say, like, get your hopes up for it. But also, if she goes back to Japan, she's going to one place and one place home. 100%. Uh, Shirai and Kairi Sane uh, were not, did not wrestle in a singles match at all in NXT. It's very on brand. At all in NXT. Good. So it's fresh. Uh, it was only tag matches. So they have not wrestled since stardom. At this point, it's wow. a very, very fresh match. So yeah. I I think she would be back in stardom. I think it'd be foolish to think that she wouldn't be if she's ever, if, if she's, she's still wrestling. Yeah. If she's going to wrestle again, it's going to be stardom. It's not going to be anywhere else. I think she's going to wrestle again. We do have to remember that she 
at the at the last we know she's also injured so there's that angle it's yeah. not it's not going to be like at the it's not like we're going to see her in august or something no you would have to probably expect i, or, I don't know, think she, i don't think we'll see her in august here here's better for me i will say if she does return her return match will be at the year end event that's my guess that's possible i can see that be a yeah. good spot for it i could say maybe you know, earlier than that, maybe the five-star final. I don't know. Well, she's injured. She, pro- I'm guessing she doesn't jump right back in like Kyrie. Like yeah. Kyrie took a little time. I just don't. Well, we don't come home. We don't know the extent of her injury. That's why I'm only thinking. That's also true. I have no idea what her injury is to begin with. So. Yeah, it's like a foot thing. She has. A, she has the yeah. CM Punk injury. Something of her bottom half of her body is injured. Yeah, sounds painful to me. Uh, that's it for the show. Uh, apologies for the super long show, but hey, you know what? More content. Well, that's because I had a intermission. But yeah, Ryan, hit it. Match I, of the week. I edited it out in the audio, so they'll never know. They'll never know. Match of the week. Uh, I'm gonna go. I was gonna go chalk with this one, but I'm just gonna go with something different and fun. Well, well, well chalk. I was gonna go with chalk, but I decided against it. I'm gonna go with New Japan Road Night Six. Ooh. Alex Zane, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Kushida versus Gato, Kenta, and Taiji Ishimori. How did how did Kenta look? Good. How did Kushi look? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, good. He, pretty good. Kushida's back to just being classic Kushida. I think he I think he has a little bit more of like a a punch. She he has a little bit of that jean pants wearing Kushida in him. Uh, yeah. but uh, but overall. He'll get the stink off. It's 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 well. It's pretty. He was still good in NXT. He didn't get. He didn't acquire a lot of stink. All right. He'll get a. He'll get the uh, little stink off that he has. Yeah, that little stinky boy Kushida. That's why they put him in two tag team matches. Isn't tomorrow like Ishimori and Kenta versus Tanahashi and Kushida? Oh, oh yes, it is. Oh, it is. Oh yes, it is. Beautiful. Tanahashi and Kushida versus Kenta and Ishimori. Oh, he, got, he, just, he just injected crack into his veins. I can't. Uh, my match of the week was the King of DDT final. Yeah, between Naomi Yoshi Yoshimura and Kazusada Higuchi. Higuchi has finally won the DDT title that I don't know the name of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a KOD title. Yeah, KOD championship. Um, also, Takeshita is returning to DDT for their biggest show of the year. So that's cool. Yeah, it should be. I'm excited for that. Uh, yeah. I and see, goodbye. I also <laughs> want, to, I want to see that in the June Akiyama match. I heard good things about that match. Oh, with uh, Gucci. Yeah. I would say watch all three tournament matches because the first one was good too. But yeah, definitely watch those two. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of Ring Post Radio. We'll be back for episode 50 next week. At, How I do be- we celebrate? That's the question. Oh, man. We'll be drinking at 9 in the morning. How about that? Um, no. Um, you can follow me at Ryan19 on Twitter. You can follow Scotty at Scott E Wrestling on Twitter. You can follow the whole program at CountOutPod. Uh, we got some stuff happening in the pipeline that I didn't tell Scotty about until maybe after the show. Um, uh, but it's coming around the corner, yeah. so prepare your wallets. Um, so thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of Ring Post Radio. We'll be back. Goodbye. This has been a Count Out Podcast. 
Hi guys, this is Lauren. This is Michael. And this is Your Dose of Death Podcast. If you're genuinely curious about the world of deathmatch wrestling, look no further as me and Mike have you covered on all things in the world of deathmatch wrestling, whether it's interviews, show reviews, or everything in between. We have you covered on all things deathmatch wrestling, whether it's past, present, or future. And you're probably wondering where you can go support us. You can find Your Dose of Death podcast on all major podcast platforms, especially along with the Countout Network of Podcasts. And also, you can support us on the Countout Patreon as we have exclusive content only on the Patreon for all of our listeners. We hope that you go listen to Your Dose of Death podcast very soon. And see you at the show.